Howdy, y'all. Did you know that you can ease aches, pains, inflammation, and arthritis with topical CBD? Cosmetics Hemp Pain Cream provides immediate relief by combining the powerful regenerative properties of CBD with other active botanical ingredients. Each bottle of Cosmetic Hemp Pain Cream is packed with 400 milligrams of their patented water-soluble CBD, ensuring maximum absorption. Be kind to your skin and head over to Cosmedicated.com. C-A-U-S-E Medicated.com. Use the South of Scruffy promo code SOS20 and get 20% off of your entire order. Yes. Let's podcast now. Welcome in, guys. South of Scruffy podcast. My name is Ben Fields. I'm the host of this podcast. And I'm super pumped that you're here to check it out. I got round two of my interview with Curtis Glover on the show today. Now, Curtis actually came back in and did a second interview with me because we just didn't feel like the first one uh, did it justice. Uh, not, it, not that it didn't do it justice, but it just felt abbreviated. And uh, I had a shoot that I had to get to that popped up at the last minute. Uh, a spot for the uh, for the governor's office, uh, wear a mask campaign uh, for Governor Bill Lee's office. Uh, that spot happened. Uh, that shoot happened. The spot was edited. It is up. It is uh, being shared around right now. You can find it on the South of Scruffy Facebook page. And uh, so Curtis, C- Curtis and I came back together a couple days after that, and we got to kind of finish the story. And boy, was it epic. We had a little bit of drama happen. Uh, the nice storm fired up right in the middle of the podcast. It got a little bit, um, I don't know, it got a little bit loud, I would I would say, with the rain on the roof. And then it got really loud when a 12 to 15 foot branch fell on my roof and woke up my entire family and took a gutter off my house. So you got to hear that too. Uh, in the podcast, we had to stop for a second to go survey the information or survey the situation. But it was fun. It was epic. We'll never forget it. That's for sure. Uh, I was down in Chattanooga this week shooting a pilot for a TV show. Uh, just got back from doing that yesterday. I'm recording this to get it over to producer Sam just in time to uh, to get this out to you guys. So uh, you guys know all about Curtis Glover if you listened to last week. If not, he's a muralist. He's awesome. Check it out. Part two, Curtis Glover. Let's do it. We're doing the podcast. <laughs> I feel like they released it at the right time to where so much other shit's going on. Yeah. They're like, oh, we'll just say, yeah, we knew about it all along. <laughs> but about this virus and about the presidency and about <laughs> the economy and about, you know, all this other crap. So. <laughs> oh, dude, we we did the uh, we did the coffee version of this. I guess this is the beer version now. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> you're the you're the first person that I've ever had back to finish a podcast. And I mentioned it when I introed the the first one, it was just, it was bound by time and it, it, and we didn't do it justice. You know, it was like, I could, I could see it in both. I could feel it in both of our faces when we were done. We're like, ah, man, I don't know. I don't know. We're not, we're not finished. Nah. Yeah. It was, I mean, you had a shoot to go do and, um, you know, I, uh, sometimes talk too much and I had more to share. So, um, but yeah, well, it was a pacing issue on my, on my part, but really like when you, when you come up on an interesting story, you, you got to do it justice. Yeah. I just had a lot of subject matter to talk about. So, um, yeah. well, where, where'd you, uh, where'd you come from tonight? Did you paint till the sun went down? Yeah. There was a storm front coming through and I was painting 96 degree weather today. Oof. Um, kind of in the shade, but 
It's over at um, Harper Auto. Love those dudes. Uh, yeah, Shannon Harper's great dude. Um, they stay busy. I think he just built a brand new car wash for all of his dealerships. Oh, really? Yeah. And, Is that what you're working on? Uh, well, I'm working on one of their maintenance bays. Um, you can see it. It's at their uh, uh, dealership is right at the end of the motor mile. Which the, which side? The the wh- south end or the north? The end? The south end. Okay. Right where the airport starts there. Yeah, yeah. There's like a Waffle House and stuff. Yeah. Um, where they do all their maintenance stuff. We're doing their logo with like a, a shot of like uh, it looks like the French Broad Little River area. Oh, cool. And there's like foothills, so it's a very scenic thing. Yeah. And then we're gonna it says Harper Auto Square, and we're gonna do it like in a um, maybe like a like a chrome look, like oh, a metallic yeah. look. So it's it's got the advertising, but it's also art piece. And that's yeah. I do a lot of crossover stuff with uh, advertising with the art, so it you know it it works out well for both parties. Is that the first time that you've worked with those guys? Uh, yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. That's surprising because I, I, I think that they've done some walls before at some of their dealerships. They, the the yeah, Fiat dealership, maybe? The Fiat. Has? They have some uh, customized surfboards. and I think Oh, the Volkswagen stuff? Yeah. So yeah. so my buddy, he's yeah, a yeah. he's an old uh, – and I ran into this guy when I was doing the chalk walk uh, for Dogwood Arts one year yeah, yeah. a couple of years ago. His name's Tony Hedrick, and he runs 3D head custom designs. Mm. Uh, him and his buddy Kenny, they're in their I think fifties. And see the long ponytail dude, Tony. No, different dude. No, short hair guy. Okay. Um, trying to think of like a resemblance, but but they do like kind of automotive hot rod kind of stuff. Yeah, they yeah. they've done some VW vans where they did like a Jimi Hendrix like That's cool. like a uh, theme van. Uh, these guys airbrush. They airbrush the yeah. vehicles. Yeah, he would show. Yeah, up, he cool. shows up to the uh, cars and coffee thing, yeah, like yeah. at the mall, yeah. and he'll freehand pinstripes. That's awesome. Like old school, like Holy one shit. one shot paint. Yeah. Uh, I met him at the chalk walk, and he saw some of my work. And I've gone to a shop up in Powell. He's got a big garage, spray booth, and oh, wow. they do some killer work. They'll do like pinup girl stuff, yeah. flaming skulls, um, you know, like devil stuff like all yeah. all like the hot rod type stuff you would see and uh, we just struck up a friendship just based off of art yeah just it's just another add another story to to why i enjoy what i do and i meet these people that are also doing other stuff that yeah. like i can't fathom it's at, ancillary to your business too it's like kind of yeah. crosses over somewhat yeah like i said it just it just brings people together and yeah. i get to learn something new and i haven't i haven't tried anything in his shop but he's got all the gadgets and gizmos and uh he's been doing it forever uh, he i think he just does it on the side he might be retired um but you go into a shop and there's just all these uh like little fenders and gas tanks and yeah, helmets that's and, cool and it's just like it's amazing work yeah. and tony uh, hedrick tony hedrick yeah. yeah and uh he's he's a funny guy yeah. but they've They've done some great work in the past, and you can, I think if you Google 3D Head Customs or, like, 3D Head Custom Knoxville, uh, it's, it's like, an outdated website. It looks like a GeoCities <laughs> website, you know, it, like, back, that's referencing my age, like, AOL crap. But, um, uh, but they do some killer work, and I don't know if they stay busy, but they do a lot of, like, private commissions. So what's the thing with the Harpers? How, how big of a wall is that? The front wall... It's There's cool. more than one. Yeah, they want the uh, like on a corner. <laughs> yeah, so it's the it's the big maintenance bay where they do all their you know change the oil yeah. tires. Does all it that face Alcoa Highway. It faces yeah yeah right. it faces the uh, the road so you can see it driving by. That's awesome. And uh, the wall line painting is forty feet long by 
about 15 feet high. It, awesome. It, it apexes at the center in the roof. Cool. And uh, I'm plugging away at that, and then also also the old city wall at the same time. So I'm just that got, thing's yeah. badass. Yeah, and then I got to start um, Embassy Suites this Wednesday. The rooftop. The rooftop at the uh, um, Radius Lounge. I haven't been there yet. It's cool, man. It's like. I'm assuming it's the highest like rooftop lounge. Yeah, I know that you, there's like a Hyatt one too. I have never been. A able, what? I think is that there's one at the Hyatt across the way. Yeah, the Hyatt place. Yeah. Yeah, I've never been able to get up there because it's always busy. But this one, it's indoors. There's just huge glass panels, and then there's two. There's a lounge on one side, and then this catwalk with like plexiglass, and with another lounge and a big jacuzzi thing, and uh, they do like high end cocktails. It's it's a pretty swanky place for Knoxville yeah. to go, and it's always busy. And just a floor below it, where all their uh, water cooling units are, yeah, like all their uh, their maintenance and everything. It's on the 13th floor, which obviously <laughs> hotels don't. I didn't know hotels had those. Well, they do, but this is like I think this is all. <laughs> you should get from 12 to 14. On well, the yeah, yeah, but like they they don't they don't think I don't think they might have it listed on the elevator, yeah. but they. It's all like private stuff and yeah. storage, so they don't, you know, it's not open to the yeah, public yeah. because of the whole superstition thing, I guess. That's funny. But um, start yeah. on that on Wednesday, so that'll be like cool. a nighttime gig. And, so uh, what's that creative process like, like particularly with the Harpers? Because you said it, it's the rivers, it's the Little River, it's the French Broad, it's, it's that kind of, you know, Foothill Smokies kind of feel. Yeah. Like, is that all? Is that all you, or do they come to you with three big words and say, Hey, we want to hit all the three of these things go nuts. They wanted, yeah, they go, we want our logo on there. And then we want something outdoor, like an ode to the foothills. Cause mm-hmm. I'm up on the scaffolding there, uh, that I built on this hill. And, you can see it all. And you turn around, <laughs> you turn around and you see the foothills and the Smokies yeah. and like, you know, towards towns in and all yeah. that. And it's, it's a beautiful view. And, and so that's what we're trying to relate it to. Cool. So, Yes. The painter's view. <laughs> Painter. Yeah. It's like plain air painting basically. But, um, so it's, it's, you know, I looked at some images, um, that resemble this area, this region that would relate to that. So when somebody sees it and uh, the, the, the ultimate goal I think is once that's done is maybe re-landscape the hill with like a bunch of rocks and stuff to where they can put the, the, uh, Wranglers on display. And Wait, you would do that? No, I wouldn't do that. Oh, okay. No. Okay. Uh, I was like, oh, oh wait. Well, mixed no, media. No, uh, <laughs> well, uh, Sarah Pinnell, maybe from Hedstrom Design, yeah. who's, who's a big proponent of the arts. She's funded some murals in the past for me. She's She knows Shannon pretty well. She actually gave, gave me the lead to this. Oh, cool. And maybe maybe her uh, um, company could pull out some cool stuff. Yeah. And it's kind of like when you, uh, when you go out west. and I was going to say, like, Austin does a really good job of that. It's yeah. like the... A lot of places like the Austin Motel or whatever on mm-hmm. South Congress, it's like it just everything's art. Like, the, yeah. you know, even the landscaping that's, is art. That's my goal, man. Is <laughs> yes. Paint this city like crazy, man. Yeah. Well, you're doing a good job. Um, so you said they found you through a through a lead. But like people are starting to people are starting to Shannon, you know, call you, I'm sure. Shannon, from yeah. Shannon, seeing your Instagram handle on everything. <laughs> Shannon, I think, knew who I was. He knew yeah. some other people. And, and like I said, Knoxville's like two degree separation yeah. in terms of especially with business. I mean, yeah. everybody ends up knowing everybody if you've been here long enough and uh, you're making moves and whatnot. So, um, yeah, so it's just another lead and uh, doing the. Tree lines on that, and then you'll have like a reflective river, and then some rocks, and you'll have a bunch of translucent things with like driftwood and yeah. tree trunks, and it's just it'll just yeah be like a it'll be it'll, my goal is to make it look like a scene you want to go fishing in. Heck yeah! So you know I'm all about that. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Well, so what was like because it seems like you've been on this pretty 
steady upward trajectory of commercial artwork the last few years and, and murals for businesses in a lot of cases. But like, was there one project when you were like, Oh, I think I can, I can do this. You know what I mean? Did you get, did you get a, a project or did somebody believe in you and say, Hey, paint the side of my building. And after you did that, you were like, Oh, okay. Like, this is what I do now. Um, it was, it was the first watch, um, mm. mural. I saw your name there too. It was the one on Beard and Hill. That, I saw that. I saw that too. That's so, great. So what and the, I was already a little bit familiar with your name. You had some recognition yeah. for whatever reason, whether it was strong alley or jig and reel stuff or whatever Yeah. that I, that I had seen your name and I saw that and I was like, Oh yeah, that's the guy. That's the guy that does the murals. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> Nadim Juron, uh, from Capstone Concepts, um, they, I guess they own the franchise rights to first watch to first watch. And they also own the Mr. Gaddy's. Oh, Gaddy's. So that started when I had my art gallery job, when I was framing in the back. Yeah. Yeah. The, 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 uh, dis the district district gallery. Yeah. That was owned by Jeff. Next to the fly shop, right? Yeah. Next to three rivers angler. And, and, uh, what's, what's the restaurant there? uh, Gourmet Gourmet market. Market. Yeah. Yeah, I probably kept their electricity bill on there. I'd eat there like three times a week. (laughs) Um, great staff, great food. So, um, so you work the gallery? Uh, did I, did I work the gallery? Yeah, did, I know I was, I was, I was like the workhorse in the back. Really? I didn't. The, pres- the shop, the, the shop guy. <laughs> the shop bitch. Basically. Shop bitch. I know you wanted to say yeah, it. I did. Um, yeah. <laughs> I've been that. I was that yeah. at Hearth and Patio when I was 15. <laughs> it was like less talky, more worky, you yeah, know, kind exactly. of thing. Um, but I learned, uh, Jeff Hood, uh, has a long history of framing and, and he's tied into Blackberry Farms. He travels, he travels with his wife across the country to these art, uh, shows cool um and they 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 have jewelry they have pottery uh um, cookware in there like they sell earrings they sell scarves they sell all sorts of cool stuff so it's not just paintings right um but uh but back to first watch that's how they found you or that's where you were working at the time so yes so what happened was uh nadim's mother was coming in there to get some stuff Mm. framed and this was kind of towards the end when i was kind of burnt out with the job and i wanted to make a change and, uh, and I, yeah, I was kind of like, I can mentally kind of checked out, I guess. But, um, uh, she was a client of the gallery and she asked my boss, you know, we're, you know, my son's opening up a restaurant on the hill here. Um, do you know any like artists, painters, or muralists or whatever? And he was like, well, Curtis in the back paints on the side, you know, when, when yeah. he can. And so I got, you went in to fake it till you make it real. <laughs> I guess. I mean, I had, I had done the jig and reel mural. That was my, first, oh, that was my you. first one, but I was working the other jobs and we can get into that. But yeah, I'd love to talk about I got, the jig. I, 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 I got connected through my boss mentioning to his mother, um, about helping them out. And then I connected with him and he's, he's a go-getter. Uh, Nadim is, he's like a marketing guru. He, he's, he stays busy and that relationship started out great. And what I, what, what ended up happening is we, um, actually Knoxville weekend covered us, uh, Aaron, while you were doing Aaron it, Aaron Slocum, it? uh, yeah, uh, covered that. Um, there's a whole, you can find that video online mm. and, uh, interviewed both of us. And we just, we kept, we kept going back and forth, just spitballing. And that was one of those really specific murals. It's the most basic one we did together, but he's very analytical, very, very, uh, uh, precise. Yeah. So it worked out great because it just, that's one yeah, of those. You needed training wheels. That, at the time. That, that's that's one of those jobs where it's like I don't have to think. Yeah. Just he just told me Do what, what he the wanted, client wants. and it turned out great. Yeah. And then so that led 
I did, uh, in total, I think I did seven projects with them. Wow. All first watches? Or did you um, get to do some gaddies too? I did two gaddies. <laughs> ah, nice. So the one up in Halls <laughs> and the one in Maryville. The one down in Maryville has got a little like biplane, like a shout out to the airport. Oh, cool. And then up in Halls, there's like a grain silo thing. But I did I did the Bearden Hill first watch, the Fountain City first watch, mm-hmm. the Johnson City first watch. Oh, damn. Um, yeah. And it had like the Windsor Hotel there and uh, the... the uh, War veterans like yeah. memorial. Uh, yeah. They have a whole facility there, and then I did three uh, first watches in Chattanooga, one on Gum Barrel, one on North Shore, and then the uh, latest one is in Hickson. Cool. And uh, so that that was a great in. Yeah, sounds like that turned yeah. into a lot of work from yeah. being the shop bitch at the district yeah. to uh, <laughs> to yeah. traveling I, around. I, the I am East not Tennessee. offended because I sure felt like one. And. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I mean, you baby steps. You I saw guess. me a bit, my tongue. Yeah. You're, the sh- you're the shop guy. <laughs> I was like, nice, nice stutter, Ben. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but you did the you did the jig and reel before that. Yeah. So that was probably the first work of yours I, I ever saw. Did you get pretty tight with with the Boyds and with Jenny? And, yeah. and Thomas. So that that stemmed from my friend Nathan Johnson when I uh, mm. when we talked previously in part one about me working at the Crown and Goose. Yeah, yeah. And meeting everybody in the bar industry. Nathan was one of the managers that opened the Jig and Reel, right? Yes. Nathan and Aaron. Aaron who, Nelson. Aaron, who now owns Union Jackson Union Place, right? Yeah. I remember those two dudes. Right when it started out, they were they were the— I just finished some signage for Aaron's Union Place. I love that bar, dude. Um, that yeah. place is great. It's it's busy. It's got a nice courtyard. He actually—there's a fountain in the center there, yep. and when he uh, uh, overhauled it— he dug through all the algae and he saved the original, like the goldfish that are still in nice. there and he's like refiltrated it and stuff. So like he, <laughs> that's he, attention to detail. He, he's a workhorse. Yeah. yeah. He was like Mr. Fix it at, at jig and reel. But, um, well, I remember when he started union Jacks, when he bought union Jacks and started working there, I've, mm-hmm. I've been going to union Jacks since I was 19. Oh, like, yeah. I love that place. And sorry guys. Sorry, you served me when I was nineteen. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> I didn't catch on to that. But, but and, and, how, and how many times have you gone through the beer list? <laughs> yeah, yeah, just almost twice now. I'm, I'm, I'm on my second beer challenge. I'm almost done. My name's definitely on the wall there. Oh, man. Uh, but I remember, it, I remember he was still working at the jig during the day, and then he was going to Union Jacks and mm-hmm. and working his butt off. Yeah. Every night to build that. Yeah, he's place. an old like OCI guy, which he ah gotcha. Um, that, that there's remnants of that with Union Place. Like if you look at yeah. the food menu, ah, I guess got some OC, old OCI stuff. There's some throwback, yeah. There's some throwbacks on there. I think Randy so. Burleson owns the rights to OCI now. If I, I have no if idea, I'm not mistaken. I, have, I, I think that's right. I am not. So sure. you met Nathan uh, because you guys. Nathan was my bar manager at Crown and Goose. Ah, oh, and then he moved to and open. He, and he jumped ship because I think he's related to Jenny somehow. Oh, and gotcha. she goes, we had, it was that red wall on the second stage mm-hmm. where they do all the fiddle stuff. Violin, yeah, yeah, and. Uh, she goes, I need a mural. And Nathan was like, I know a guy that I used to work with, and I was still at the Goose. And I was also working at the painted room for Chris and Christopher Hardy. What's the painted room? It's off a of willow uh, before mm. before it curves into like, I think McCalla, McCalla, yeah. Magnolia area, and they specialize in faux finishing uh, oh. cabinet furniture. Oh shit! Yeah. I worked for them for like a year and a half. Probably flipped like 30, 40 kitchens. Nice. And uh, we take your doors and drawers and. Do a little cool finish on them. That's great. So I was working that during the day, working at Crown and Goose. And then when I got hired to do the Jig and Reel mural that Nathan recommended me on, I was working on that from like 10 p.m. till 4 a.m. As they were opening the place? Yeah. So that, I mean, was, it, that they, was side hustle. They, yeah, that was a side hustle thing yeah. before I realized, and uh, you know, I could do this, 
you know, uh, full time. So I was, yeah, there was a lot of baby step stuff going on in between the other jobs because I was like, I know I can do this. I just don't know the people and I don't have a portfolio I can prove. So I, I used my networking abilities and people took chances on me and, you know, I'm, and you, and you did right by them. And yeah, I'm forever <laughs> grateful for it. And, uh, you know, I still cherish those relationships to today. Yeah. And, uh, I like to, you know, keep them updated and if they need something great. Um, and I know they've, they've seen what I've done and, um, you know, at the end of the day, you know, like you said, uh, the, the number one goal is to make the client happy. Yeah. And you that's know, who we work for. You know, you know, yeah. If, if you can strike up a friendship with it, then mm-hmm. great, you know? Yeah. So, um, so it's just, yeah. So that's kind of where it yeah. started with the, with the recommendation for the first watch thing when I was in the, uh, <laughs> we yeah. had something to point to. You had one mural you'd done already when you did first yeah. watch. Yeah. yeah a jig. And, and I might've had a, a little proof of concept. And, and I was doing the midnight voyage live yeah. painting stuff. So, and then the fly free stuff where yeah, the, the, festival the, the we first about. festivals yeah. in the, the first podcast that we did together. Yes. Part one. Yeah. <laughs> part one of six. <laughs> I learned to shut up, but, um, uh, but, uh, so yeah, I was, I was sp- sprinkling that kind of work here and sure. there, just kind of having an experience. Well, but it's nice that you didn't have to go both feet in, you know, w- without having a safety net, you know, you, even, even if it's bartending, like, yeah. I think that's important. I, too. That's, I think that's what I was doing. I think I was scared. What uh, do you mean? Well, I would get one of these mural gigs, but they were few and far in between. Yeah. Maybe like one or two murals a year when I was working at these other jobs. Uh-huh. And they, it wasn't guaranteed, but like what I, I remember like I did the, that first watch mural on Bearden Hill and I did it in like three days and I stayed oh, wow. stayed overnight and all that kind yeah. of stuff. And I think in like three days, what I made in three days there would have taken me like two and a half months at the gallery. Sure. So after that, I was like, <laughs> screw this. Yeah. I, I Was the, that the job that, that made you quit your day job? That was, yeah, mm-hmm. that was, that was the dude you're onto something. I, I remember, I remember, I don't know if I've told this story on the podcast before, but I remember that moment for me too, which was, I was, I was bartending and I was doing my art. I was working at the, uh, Anaba, yeah. the sushi restaurant out off of the oh, North yeah. shore. There was one downtown now. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> place is great by the way. Uh, but I was working there and I was, I was interning with uh, a guy named Michael Underwood and I would, and I would you know, work with him all day. And then, you know, he was cool with me leaving at four to go bartend or whatever, but we had a shoot that was going over one day and no, to no fault of, you know, hours, I, I, you know, I, maybe it wasn't going over, but I w- was not ready to leave. And mm-hmm. I was like, I'm just going to stay. I'm going to see this out. I'm going to see this through. Mm-hmm. And when I got to my bartending job two hours late after calling him a couple of times, I'll be there in 30 minutes. I'll be there in 30 yeah. minutes. I got there a couple hours late and they were like, you don't work here anymore. I was like, in that case, I've yep. I'll have a beer. So I've, I went around to the other side of the bar and I ordered a beer, and that pissed him off. I've but, had, some, I've had uh, some instances like that. Yeah, but but that was the moment for me that now I look at and I'm like, well, that's the that was the evolution. That's the delineating like marker of my career. That was the was, next step. Yeah, it was the moment where I quit bartending and started the art stuff, started my art. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Yeah, and I, and it I, takes that. It takes like a little. Sometimes it takes somebody forcing your hand. You know, you you sound like you did it a little. You know, you did it on your own terms a little more than I did. But yeah, but it's hard to take that leap of faith. I think to, it's scary. Yeah, I especially wish I, when you're working in the arts. I wish I started it sooner. Yeah, I, that's my biggest Only regret. regret. <laughs> is I wish I started it sooner. Yeah, because this day and age, there's possibilities are endless. Sure, it's just you just got to have the will to do it. Mm-hmm. And and uh, 
you know, it just you wake up one day and you just stop making excuses. And you go, I'm going to go for this. Yep. And then you just get after it. Sounds like it's been all right for you. It's attractive. It's like confidence, creativity, like all that kind of stuff. It, it It's a turn on. It people, snowballs. It snowballs. People mm-hmm. are attracted to that. When yeah. You, when, like when you find somebody that's all in for what they're doing mm-hmm. and you can look at a portfolio and you go, yeah, this is pretty cool. I may have mentioned you know? this in the first first part of this of the podcast the last episode that we did but like that was when i first talked to you on the phone that that to me was like all right this dude is not a flaky artist like he is a he is as much a businessman as he is an i can't artist afford too. to i can't yeah, afford can't to afford be. to say no you but yeah. you can't afford to not stand your ground <laughs> you i on pricing I've, and things i've like also that. with this busy i've got i've learned to say no yeah that's a that's a tough thing to learn anybody mm-hmm. that starts a business especially when it's just you yeah um some projects you got to say no to um it's nice to just, have that. It's 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 a yeah. It's nice to have, but like I don't want to turn down people just to turn down right. people, but I want to, I want to kind of pick my battles wisely, and um, yeah. You, there's opportunity costs involved. You don't want to take a lower yeah a lower paying gig to you yeah know, just to take up all your time. Like if somebody's got a prominent wall space and a big idea, mm. I'm gonna be like, well, that's yeah. you know do it for cheaper. Yeah, or <laughs> I mean, it's just it's just like in terms of prominence, you're like what what can vault you quicker, but also stay, still stay within your realm of, mm-hmm. of ability and all yeah. that. So, um, it's, it's a crap shoot. I, I, there's no business model to this. It's, it's so spontaneous. Yeah. I mean, it seems like there's like, it, it, you've got like one, one foot in like above board commercial art, but it seems like it almost like dips into the graffiti world a little bit. And even like some gorilla kind of <laughs> approaches, like as far as the art form is concerned. Yeah. Is that right? I mean, that's just yeah, like my I mean, read a little um, bit. Yeah, like I'm not tagging trains or anything, but um, right. Yeah, exactly. But but uh, it seems like it, it's a cousin to it's, to, it's, to that kind of. It's thing. kind of open ended. Um, well, when you grow up, uh, when you're a graffiti artist that grows up, do you do what Curtis is doing now? Is that kind I don't of, know. You can. Yeah. Or you can keep doing that. Or I mean, some people become tattoo artists with their talent. Oh, gotcha. That's um, another and then some cousin. Peop- or some people go into corporate, being graphic designers. You know, mm. uh, everyone's kind of different whatever your comfort zone is yeah um i just know with the way social media is set up this day and age um the way uh people like to showcase what they're doing yeah usually it's in front of a wall with with you know art on it what Uh, do you mean well just like uh just the way uh people want to be uh seen online you know because you always see the best version of everything online yeah um and a lot of people will seek out murals to take photos in front of. Gotcha. So as much as like, I wish I didn't have it. Um, it's kind of a necessary evil with all the, the Instagram and Facebook and crap like that. Yeah, You got to do um, it. I got to do it. But I'm, you do a good job of making it about the art and not about you. Like no, I didn't even know what yeah. you looked like when, when I met yeah, you because a, all your stuff was about the I got art a few stuff done. with like the mask on and I think there's like a fishing picture, but it's not about me. It's like, who gives a shit what I look like? I mean, it's about the work. Like, but that's the pro side too. Like, it, it's clear to me that you're very serious about it, and you know, to, yeah. to you, it's not, it's not an ego game. Yeah. If I like, if you see me post something on my business page of like a picture of like an appetizer in Market Square, then mm. you need to call me it's out because then I'm doing it wrong. Yeah. Because I'm just fishing for yeah. attention, and, and there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. It's just, I just like, I don't. That's not interesting to so me. So one of the big, like, one of your big. I, um, calling card pieces is like, for me, one that I think of top of mind is the koi fish. Yes, at, at Jerry's. Art that Obama. was that, was that early on too? That was early on. That was a, okay. That was a staple 
the, well, the stepping stone as well. So it was that a commissioned piece? Uh, yeah. Well, okay. well it if, was if not an... fully commissioned. It was kind of like a supply thing. So yeah. the owner of that store also owns one up in Connecticut. Mm. And so I leveraged some money and supplies on it. Yeah. Um, Enabled you to do another paying gig. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't losing money on it, yeah. but um, that was 100% creative freedom. And uh, so that's what that looks like. That's yeah, hundred percent. Term, 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 term is a big damn color bomb. <laughs> it's awesome, um, dude. It's and so I, good. And I, and I enjoyed doing it. It was so cool. And uh, Liz and Scott, the GMs from there, I was uh, consulting with them, and you know, I said, uh, you know, I, I grew up bass fishing in Texas, and now I like to try and trout fish here in Tennessee, and I just like fishing. Thunder. Can we hear that on the microphone? Oh, I did. I heard it. Oh, yeah. Okay. Hot mic. Hot Leave mic. it in, Sam. Leave <laughs> it in. <laughs> Add to the ambiance, but yeah. um, but yeah, I'd had this this mock, and I was looking up all these references, and uh, I I wanted this like turbulent ocean of these beautiful fish, yeah, and they all have different looks on their faces. They're all a little bit tweaked differently, <laughs> and uh, and I just had a blast doing it. And also, the funny part was is every artist in the area that goes in there has to get their supplies, oh, dude, so they have to see my work. <laughs> like that's that's what I was thinking is like how much of a badass do you have to be for the art supply yeah. store to ask you of all the artists that darken their door yeah, every and day? I had, and I had I had I had people come up to me when I was painting it. And they're like, "What's this all about?" And I'm like, <laughs> "I'm like they asked me to do it, and they're like, I could have done it better." And I'm like, "I'm sure you could have, but you're not doing it, so sorry." Like. <laughs> I got to put my earbuds back in and go to work, man. You, 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 you yeah. do you. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, there was a little bit of like a, like, yeah, I kind of, when I got, when I, when I got approved for it, I kind of snickered to myself, like, I get to paint the art oh, wall. That's great. Well, so, so do you get like, is there any like resentment or like sellout kind of stuff that people throw shade your way at, at all? Because you I'm are sure. making a living doing it. I'm sure. I mean, even with the, the, like the the first watch murals, I'm sure, because it, it's it looks like a postcard and it has a location and it's it's the local content. It's not some weird psychedelic abstract thing. I'm doing it for the clients, and some people think that, you know, that's not pure, man. That's not you know, that's mm-hmm. not you. And like, I don't care. Like, yeah. I get to add my my. You still style. get to do your art. I still get to do my yeah. art, and I get to work and network with people. That's what it's all about. I like to, you know, I like to make a living doing this so um people are quick to I, people who aren't doing it are quick to get if, upset if, about if, it if, if i hear it or they say you should have done this or i know somebody else that could do it better it just goes in one ear out the other sure. i don't i don't worry about that yeah. um if somebody does want to throw shade or criticism or blah 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 whatever um i let them yeah but you know what you're working i'm working <laughs> and i'll say well come up with something better yeah and it's you know, it's, it's just armchair quarterbacks on the computers. Exactly. You know, anytime a, a mural gets posted on any of the news stations on their social media, the general public likes to shit on it sometimes. And then there's some Karen. people, the Karens of the world or the whatever you want to call them, Chads, I don't know, yeah, whatever, who, whatever, who, whatever cliche. Whoever's at home at 1030 on a Wednesday on Facebook. Yeah. Hating on, yeah. hating on you know, working artists. Yeah, it's. It's, it's, it's fun to shit on people, I guess, you know, when, yeah. when you're incognito and nobody, yeah. I, so I tend to laugh at that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, like one thing that happened was, uh, I was in the second phase of it, but the big, uh, market square mural on the alleyway on the other side with the faces, um, 
The Market Square mural behind like Soccer Talk and all that. The, the oh yeah, yeah, like uh-huh. the stinky alleyway and all that, yeah, yeah, yeah. where uh, uh, the Speakeasy or yeah, yeah. Peter Kern's Library. Peter Kern, yeah. Well, that costs like one hundred fifty thousand. Really? And when they got posted, everybody was losing their shit over it because they're like, "Oh, taxpayer dollars." It was not taxpayer no. dollars. <laughs> it was privately funded by art organizations through donors, but the general public doesn't know the full story. Mm-hmm. So they're like, "Oh, we, you know, we need to be." Fixing the roads and this money should go to feeding the homeless. Sure. It's it's money set aside for, for that art. for that program. So nobody's losing money on this. There's just some gracious people out there. Yeah. But you get the general public, you know, stirring up mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. And I just I had people calling me out. They're like, How come you didn't do that damn you know? They never pick a local artist. I go, I was I was in the running. I was I applied to it, I think out of like 40, 50 people. Oh, uh, there's a dozen people picked from across the country. And I was the only one local that made the cut. So um, either people... So they tried. But yeah, <laughs> like like e- either lack of applying or apathetic mm-hmm. locally, like nobody did that. And I, I applied for it. I was already scheduled to uh, go to Chattanooga and paint the Hickson first watch mural. And then I was gearing up for my Costa Rica mural trip. So I just didn't have time to do a mock-up. Right. And I was like, man, 150K, a 200-foot wall, whatever. I was like... I was like, I got to bring it. And I just couldn't materialize anything. Yeah. And I kind of, I think I, you know, dropped the ball on that. But so somebody else came in from like, I don't know, Seattle or whatever. And then did like the faces. They took a bunch of photographs of local people. Mm. It was like a shout out. Yeah. And did some like community, you know, committee organizi- uh, organization, like talk stuff. And, you know, it was nice. Um, but, uh, but yeah, a lot of people got mad at that. Um, but that money is not coming. You're not, your tax money is not funding that. Yeah. This is donor money. Yeah. Maybe this the is- Visit Knoxville. Mural. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, that, 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 that was, might be tax money, right? Or is that uh, KT, KTSC? Uh, I don't know because they, 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 they raise a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's Kim Bump. You could ask Kim Bump is that question. Um, I like her. I've met her, but yeah, times. yeah. Her and, uh, uh, Angie Wilson, uh, they're kind of the new guard over there. Yeah. Yeah. They, they do a lot of cool stuff and, uh, they, they actually, they funded the dream bikes mural. The one that you're working on the, now? the honeycomb beehive oh, yeah. mural. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, on the little AstroTurf area across yeah. from the Grand Bus Station. Yes. They funded that. Visit Knoxville did? Yeah, their logo's on the bottom there. Oh, so any, cool. anybody that's uh, funding it and wants some publicity, mm-hmm. I, I list them on there. Cool. And to give them credit. Sure. To be like, hey, look, look what we did. And, yeah. you know, you get all the press and everything. Well, good for them for doing that. Yeah. It was a wall that needed it. Yeah. They beautified the area. Well, Preston Flaherty started that. Um, Who's that? Preston used to run Dream Bikes. Mm. He was the... Uh, GM of that place. Dream Bikes is an organization that teaches inner city kids how to work on bikes. Is yep. that right? Yeah. And then they get a skill out of it, and they then the, they sell the bikes. Yeah. They 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 flip bikes pretty much, and yeah. the kids leave knowing how to, knowing how a bicycle works, and knowing how to rebuild one, and that's a skill that they can use. Yeah, too. and it's keeping them busy, and they're working yeah. with their hands. It's and yeah, then it's, the money that they that they get for the bikes funds the program, right, and pays the kids. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it's a great it's a great program. I think. Uh, I think Mitchell is running that now because Preston left and he went to go do like work for like Blue Hen and some other places. Cool. Uh, he, he's he's a he'd be an interesting guy to get on here because he's very uh, young kid. Mitchell? And, uh, uh, no, uh, Preston. Okay. Preston um, Flaherty? Flaherty. Yeah. Okay. Uh, he's everywhere downtown. Uh, super friendly guy. And uh, he's always involved with, with doing something with, with a, a group or committee. So, But um, back to the... Uh, visit Knoxville mural. I saw your name on that, didn't I? Mm-hmm. And there a placard with your name on it? Yeah, but that was that was Bobby Cruz. Yeah, Bobby Cruz's design. She won that bid, that 
RFP or whatever yeah. request for a proposal. Yeah. You got to go through all the, mm-hmm. the red tape with that kind of stuff. Sure. So that was her idea. Um, and I got to meet her and she does great work. If you look at, um, she used to have a studio in the Emporium yeah. and she does these really cool, uh, close up like chrome reflective, uh, paintings of cars. Yeah. Like she'll do like the grill or that's cool. Or like uh, she's like oil paint, like very detailed, uh, super. I've actually framed some work of hers. Really? Uh, when I worked at the gallery. At the district? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I remember. So the first time it's, it's like you, like I see your name and then I keep, I keep seeing it around. The first time I remember taking notice of her name on the bottom of a piece of artwork, it was chalk art at the Aubrey's. Yeah, on, that's uh, what she was known for. Yeah, well, uh, the chalk art on the Aubrey's at uh, Campbell Station when I was like in when I was a middle schooler. She was, I was she was noticing for that. work, very crisp work. Yes, and then I saw something else she did. I think there's like a pilot or something on North Shore that has a big mural. Yeah, it's kind of like the too. old like car on it. Yeah, uh, I've, I, I see it every now and then when yeah, I yeah. go home, and it's it's a little faded now. But she did yeah. that I think a while ago. So but she's been doing it. So she is one of the pioneers. Um, her and like Gail Hinton has done a bunch of schools. They've all, these women have done a bunch of schools in the past and like hospitals. Um, To me, they were like pioneers for what I'm doing now. Gotcha. I'm a little bit more kind of outside street oriented, Uh but um, they were professional muralists for a while um, in Knoxville. And, uh, and now there's kind of like a new wave of art happening, but I got to meet Bobby. Love Bobby. Super nice lady. On the visit Knox mural. Yeah, you guys, it, is that the first time you guys had worked together? Yeah, I. Yeah. Uh, well, there's a funny backstory to that thing um, from the alleyway, which you had a guy on your podcast that recruited me to get on that wall. Who was that? Uh, Brent Thompson. I oh, love that dude. Yeah, yeah, Mister Marketer. Um, yeah, he's the man. Uh, was it Sugarlands Distillery? Yeah, Sugarlands. Um, so to, to back up that uh, visit Knoxville mural, I was painting in the alleyway, mm-hmm. which everyone knows that alleyway. Um, and I was uh, um, doing this. Was it the hands thing? The rose hands with that the peacock with the peacock feathers yes. and the hummingbirds and yes. the light being all that kind of hippy dippy thing. So um, that was based off uh, a failed relation relationship. That that hands thing was. Yeah, that was that's how I dealt with heartbreak. Mm. That was I was in love with a, a woman for three and a half years, and just. She was just awesome. Yeah. And uh, it ended. She she was a, a French major, an international business major. So she was going to France. Yeah. You knew, you knew that. I kind of knew that, but we made it count. I had met her in the service industry and we just hit it off and just uh, cute, bubbly, blue eyed, blonde girl, just very positive. It's a real relationship. It was three and a half years long. Yeah. It was the most successful one I had. But um, <laughs> so. So it ended and, uh, you know, it wasn't on bad terms. It was just, you know, a different pass, yeah. you know, had some hurt there when you were working on, oh, the, on the gosh, yeah, I was, I was, I lived near, uh, I was renting a house near Lakeshore mm. and I would go running every day just cause I just felt terrible and I needed like, I need to exert, you know, physicality. Yeah. Like I needed to go just run it out of my system and like, you know, like, probably had one too many beers at times and stuff like, you know, you just cope with a breakup. Like a lot of people, everyone deals with it differently. Some people drink or work out or run or they write or they, you know, go in nature and stuff like that. And I was just, it was, I realized that how important it was to me because the same heartbreak I felt was the same feeling when my dad died. Mm -hmm. So I knew it was like, 
it was, it was a, a real pain. It was a real pain. And so, um, so I was coping with it and I was in that alleyway and, uh, there was a lady that was running the program before Dogwood took it over. And I just had this idea and, and this person was such an influence on me. And she, she actually, uh, was the first person to persuade me and tell me that, you know, you could probably do this and believe in me. So your, your she, relationship, yeah, the yeah, woman you yeah, were. Yeah. She was on my side with it because she's like, well, do something about it, you know? And so she was kind of a catalyst for a lot of this. Mm. Um, I mean, we don't really talk anymore or anything like that. I hope she's doing well in France yeah. or something. I hope and, she hears this and knows that, uh, knows that she maybe. sprung, that, that she sprung us. I just <laughs> send her the link and be like, look at me now. No, yeah. I, I wouldn't do, I wouldn't do that, but it'd just be like, no, you, you like just thinking yeah. about it. Like she, she helped me. Say you know, and that's where the hands, the rose hands, came from. Those were my hands, uh, right there. And then I like bought some roses at Kroger or whatever, and I took a picture. And then everything else was all like kind of fantasy version. But that mural is representative of what I thought about her Mm. and how I how I saw her. She was a uh, she became like a certified yoga instructor, did Reiki, very spiritual, all that kind of stuff. And that was like my cathartic process of getting over the breakup to represent her because that was a time in my life that I just felt so great that somebody liked me that much Mm. or loved me, I guess. And, uh, um, I was like, I got to document it. And so I'm documenting that thing and little catharsis in a strong alley. Absolutely. You know, that's, I mean, why do you think some of the best love songs exist? Exactly. You know, is that's how people people go through something, and then Brent Thompson comes uh, comes jogging so through the alley Brent like, "Hey, Thompson who's this sad guy?" Wa- waltzing the- around, looking all you know debonair and stuff, and uh, <laughs> and uh, he he goes, "Hey, man, I like what you're doing," and I said, oh, "Thanks." You know, I'm not like crying or anything. I'm just like painting, and it stinks on the alley. It's before they revamped it, it was like. It was like vomit, piss, and throw up, and it was just yeah, gross. It still kind of is. Still kind of, <laughs> yeah. They they they've lit it well, but, yeah, but they redid the now, street too. There's pavers down, yeah, and stuff like that. Yeah, then now there's not as many people like sleeping in their throw up in the uh, yeah. corners. But um, so uh, he goes, I like your work. Would you uh, be interested in working on another wall? And I go, well, sure. Um, what are you talking? He goes, come with me. And I go, okay. And so we walk out of the alleyway and we go through like the TVA building. Mm-hmm. And the, the alley by, by the TVA building in between yeah, the TVA yeah. building and the bank. Yeah, the bank. Yeah. And we get into the Visit Knoxville parking lot and he goes, this wall. I was like, this whole brick wall. <laughs> and he goes, yeah. <laughs> he goes, we already got the artist to that's a, we've approved the plan. She needs some helpers. And I was like, fuck yeah. Like let's awesome. rock and roll. And like, that was, that was awesome. How for, many square feet is that wall? Oh gosh. I think it was like 40 by 50 or something oh boy it's a beast a couple thousand square feet it's a beast yeah and uh so i mean i got to meet brent brent kind of facilitated the artist uh walt fields from uh maryville okay who's done a couple i've seen his name around too he, he's an old school muralist um that's got a couple maryville works and i think he's traveled for some stuff too and he was like the head art like he was like the head uh i guess uh Artist in like, residence, like, or like 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 shift leader, I guess. Oh, okay. He brought a couple buddies on that did some good work, and then I was like this random dude that Brent found. And was then, Brent affiliated with the project at all? I don't <laughs> because I think he was just helping. He's just such an awesome dude. That's like, <laughs> hey, look at this guy. I'll, what, I'll connect you with him, with the, with him. Whatever <laughs> whatever he's attached to, it becomes better. Yeah, it's true. Same thing. Same thing with Ben Epperson. 
for greater I know that, dude. greater schools partnership or whatever. Yeah. The the uh, uh, like uh, is it playgrounds and stuff yeah, out of the natural? Uh, well, I worked with him at Beaumont when they got that huge huh. grant that uh, Cheryl uh, Burchett got the art teacher there. Um, and I worked with Ben and Brent remind me of the similar type, like, uh, just positive, positive, positivity. go getter yeah. spirit. Let's make some moves, find the, find the, find the resources to do it. And so, yeah, I was just painting in the alleyway, trying to get over a breakup and <laughs> chipper Brent comes up here and just, you know, I'm feeling better already. Like, like, <laughs> you know, I feel like he was just like prancing with like a little flute like and i'm following suit you know like oh yeah cool like you know so so he was he he just found me and coincidentally i got to jump on that wall and i learned a bunch about how to do a big mural yeah so we, we set up that scaffolding Dude, that scaffolding was there for a month two months <laughs> two months yeah i remember and we were working i remember like working in the rain sometimes and speaking of which is that like a tin roof <laughs> no it might as well be you put me to sleep man <laughs> This is beautiful. <laughs> it is. <laughs> I drink another beer, man. Do it. They're in that bucket right yeah, there. <laughs> this is the Zach Roskop treatment. You get a bucket you of beer. You get a bucket of beers yeah. in, a, in a mop bucket. Yeah, you do. He brought. He actually brought a five-gallon bucket, uh, <laughs> I which, don't, I don't which is it. good. Let's see, do these twins? There you go. Yeah. Cheers. That's yours. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah we're just living the high life over here. <laughs> <laughs> So that was so that was kind of your your uh, residency or like your your really it was, it was working some, with better people. It was some coincidental serendipitous type thing that just happened, and uh, after that, that's uh, I was trying to showcase my old shitty high school artwork at galleries, and that's when I got the job at the district. Ah, gotcha. So I finished that mural. I had quit the painted room faux finishing cabinet yeah, yeah, job, yeah. and I was out of a job. So I was doing that mural in the alleyway. Brent picked me up to get on the Visit Knoxville mural, and then that's when I call, got a call from the art gallery to say, hey, I can't sell your stuff, because uh, it sucked. And uh, <laughs> uh, he goes, but I need a framer. You're a frame before. I go, well, no. And he goes, well, I know you're an artist, so you probably go with your hands. And I said, well, I'm, you know, I'm very meticulous. Yeah. Um, I used to build, like, model airplanes and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, I was, I was always doing art, so, yeah. and I learned everything there so I did that job and then I was you know doing doing the other uh, side side gig so yeah that was that was not planned I didn't apply to it it just you got picked up praise, along the way praise be to Brent yeah there you go so how, that, how about that so you said that uh, you, you said that the, the heartbreak you felt with the with the hands uh, with the rose hands was similar to your your dad and I and I get the with your dad passing and, and, and I get the uh, I get the sense that like you I don't know, man. I feel like that's a, you're still feeling that. Like, absolutely. Uh, what was that like? You guys must've been close. Anybody that's listening that has lost a parent, mom, a dad, whether they're, they were together or divorced. I mean, it's a shit feeling. Yeah. And it's something that doesn't go away. Mm -hmm. Um, if you, you know, if you had a good relationship with your father and I had a mm -hmm. great one, good. Um, we had similar sense of humor. Um, you know, I kind of had his tenacity and drive. I was out of the three, I'm the middle child. Um, three more, boys. Yeah. I was more of the goofball. Yeah. Um, uh, but also the athletic guy too. And, um, and our sense of humor is very unique where I remember like getting like life lessons to him, like applying for colleges or joining the workforce or just anything, just, you know, just, just things, you know, d important decisions you make in your life to advance to the next step. Yeah. And he was pretty stern. Um, 
he uh, he uh, was a Golden Gloves boxer in college. Oh, nice! So he didn't take any shit. Yeah. And uh, he was a he was a good amateur golfer. And, mm. and I think I remember him telling me a while ago. He's like, he's like, if I never met your mom and got married, he's like, I would have tried to join the tour or whatever. <laughs> like he's a pretty good golfer. He's just yeah. competitive guy. Yeah. And never backed down from anybody. Um, so, you know, I always respected him and uh, basically. Yeah, I think about him all the time. Um, Did he influence what you... I mean, he obviously had a huge part in getting you your uh, confidence and, and all that. Yeah. Right? Did he, he did he inspire you along the way? I think you mentioned in the last podcast. He, that, he did, but th- yeah. this whole the whole deal was... And I put it in that shoe post on Instagram yeah. with those were his last pair of shoes that he wore in the hospital before he died. And I, I, I wear some of his T-shirts, too. And I don't know if that's creepy or not, but... No. Um, but... Uh, he was a corporate, he was a financial banker guy, yeah. you know, he corporate America, bank of America worked his way up. Um, pretty prominent dude. So, you know, we was born in Charlotte, lived in Tampa, Houston and Dallas, all major banking hubs. Mm-hmm. So he instilled a lot of, uh, values in me. Um, and just kind of like attitude and just going for things. And, but he had no clue about this art thing. Sure. He wanted to be me to be a corporate graphic designer, mm. make the, Salary and benefits, and yeah. and the 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 pragmatic approach. It, I just I just want you to be safe, yeah. and I just want to know my son made it. And I was like, I don't know, man. Like this this painting stuff is kind of fun. I get yeah. to go see live music. I get yeah. to go meet people. I get to be a part of the city. Yeah. And I just I was never. I've never sat in a cubicle in my life. I don't know what that's like. I don't know what it's like. Wearing the starch shirt. Sure. With the generic tie. But to your dad, that was that was yeah. safety. That's that was, that's what he knew. Yeah. Um, did he get? Did was he around long enough to get to see you? You know, uh, what he would consider successful at the art. No. Really. No. He was when he was kind of on his way out. I had started the koi fish wall. Mm. Um, I think he. We did when <laughs> actually when he went through some of his chemo. And he was feeling in better spirits. We went to, uh, we went to Jig and Reel, and we took a photo in front of the oh, man, the Jig and Reel, awesome. the bagpipe, uh, Glencoe Valley uh, mural. Yeah. And I got a picture with him, and then he, you know, uh, got worse just because yeah. he. I mean, he he went through hell uh, dealing with non non Hodgkin's lymphoma, um, which it's not as research as regular. Gotcha. Hodgkin's lymphoma, and there's so many different mutations of the cells and. Uh, so he got to he got a taste of it. He got a glimpse of it, and you know, as a banker numbers guy, he'd be like, "Oh, that's awesome! Uh, what would you charge for yeah. it? What's that? Twenty five, thirty bucks a square well, foot? Oh well, yeah." <laughs> but I would give him the price, and he goes, "Should have charged more." And uh, I was like, "Come on, Dan! Like, it's just you know, it's a wall." Oh, uh, that's uh, good that he was just ribbing you, and not disappointed. And that's you how, know what I that's mean? That's how it always was. Yeah. Uh, when he was uh, when he was healthy for like a couple months in between his chemo treatments, he came back home, and I and I had I had moved home to help him because he was just like limp after a while, just very weak. But he uh, one summer he was healthy enough to play golf, and mm. he was a huge golfer. And none of his boys grew up playing golf with him. I felt like that was a big heartbreak for him. Really? Yeah, like none of us hit the links with him. Uh, I remember, I remember in uh, high school, he took me to a driving range, and we were hitting golf balls, and I don't know what the hell I'm doing because I played baseball, so like I open up my hips when I swing. It's it's S- awful to try to play yeah. golf after you know how to swing. Yeah, a baseball so I just bat. like I was hooking the shit out of everything, yeah. and I remember he had this new 
club head, like a Ford driver. I don't even know what the hell I'm talking about, but uh, <laughs> but like I I, I I stubbed it in the grass. Yeah, and did the it break, and the club head went flying off <laughs> into the driving range. Yeah, you know, it went, the the club head went further than the ball. Yeah, and he was like, oh, he was pissed off. Oh, I bet. he was like just and hit the seven iron or whatever yeah. and, and I was like I'm sorry dad I'm gonna go to the batting cage and hit the rubber dimple balls yeah, it's like a know, mile like, like don't don't disown me please oh that's funny but um uh, when he was feeling better this was later in life this was uh, uh, probably 2015 when he was feeling pretty good and uh they lived over in Fox Den. Yeah. So they on the golf course. Yeah, on the golf course. One of the yeah, last nice. properties. It was a retirement house and everything. And uh, I remember caddying for him. Oh, really? Yeah. Because that's all you were capable. Of doing. Uh, yeah, because yeah, I, I caddied for him and his buddies were with them, and they were like, "Curtis, you get a you get a shit." I go, "Man, I'm fucking, I'm embarrassed myself. I'm not gonna do that." And uh, I was like, you know. I'll, I've I, done this before. The club uh, head goes farther yeah, than the ball. Yeah. I was like, I'll throw you batting practice, you know, whatever. But um. Uh, so I caddied for him, and there was he, he shanked a ball once or twice, or he missed like a big putt. Did you give him hell? Oh, I, I, I was like, nice shot, dipshit, or whatever. <laughs> and he, and we always had this, we always had this like humor where it's just like trying to one up each other. And he looked at me, and he, I forget what he said, but he, he, he flung the club at me, and it smacked me in the shin. Yeah. And I go, what the hell was that for? Yeah. He goes, watch your fucking mouth or whatever. <laughs> And I'm laughing. He's laughing like it hurt, but it was just like it's yeah. my dad. Like, what are you gonna do? Well, he so. he raised three boys. It sounds like he really had the right spirit to to raise three oh, boys. Oh yeah, it was like he like, was the fourth brother. <laughs> yeah, like when we when we all got older and bigger than we, you know, we'd pick on him and stuff like that because he was such a tough guy growing up. And uh, so, but that was one of those. I I don't know if you like have this like with your buddies or like your wife or whoever, uh, anybody you're close to, where somebody's laugh is like just ultra contagious yeah. where it starts out as like yep. a, a tickle, a little giggle. Mm-hmm. And then you laugh, not because the joke's funny, but you laugh because the other person's laughing. Yeah. And it just, it just gets to a height and elevation. And like, I got a deep voice, so I get this like bellow laugh going and then I get high pitched like a hyena <laughs> and I sound like a complete idiot. And, and it's just one of those things. It could be, my dad can make a funny comment when we were watching TV or a football game and he just say something stupid and, or I'd say something stupid. Gets you tickled. And we start getting tickled <laughs> and it just keep going and it was contagious. And then I remember like, you know, we did go on for five minutes and I'm talking about like losing your breath, red faced, <laughs> like, like, shut up. I can't take it. Stop talking. And then like, you know, my mom's it. sitting in the kitchen and reading the newspaper like, you two are idiots, yeah. you know? Uh, so it was, that was the type of uh, relationship, humor, camaraderie we had. Now, there was always times we get down to business and have sure. serious talks. Sounds but, like he could get there. But I could get him on both ends. Yeah, that's I knew, nice. I knew when to be serious. Were your brothers like that, too? Could, did they, could they play both sides of the ball there? Kind of. Yeah. Uh, my older brother, uh, probably probably more reserved, more mm-hmm. serious. and uh, um, Younger brother was a goofball? Okay, yeah, kind of goofball. Yeah. Um, but I could, I, could, I could hang with the jokes and all yeah. that kind of stuff. So we, we're... Uh, Middle kid stuff. Yeah, yeah. You can get the hand-me-downs and all that. But... Um, <laughs> All, all three of us boys are completely different people. That's good. Uh, different personalities, yeah. different lifestyles, different, you know, yeah. uh, paths of, of what we're doing. So um, I just I just had my dad's funny bone. Yeah. I, I just, I mean, gosh, I can't even think of just the stupid stories that make no sense that I was, my sides were hurting. Like, yeah. I just, 
I, well, that's great to have that with your dad. Like, I I've got a couple buddies that that can get me there. Yeah, but like, you know, me and my dad, we're very close. But you know, I don't, I don't have that with him. So I think that's super cool that you guys got. It to. was cool, and I still catch myself when I think of old jokes, like riding around the car when I was younger yeah. and going to baseball tournaments. Old and jokes stuff. that he said. Or old something jokes like, that he said are yeah. just stupid comments. Yeah. And to this day, I mean, I'll be painting and listening to music, and, and I'll just start laughing like an idiot. That's great, man. And it, like, I don't know if that's like some sort of like mental disability, like disorder, <laughs> but like. <laughs> Like maybe I need a head doctor to get checked out, but like I just start laughing over the, the stupidest shit, yeah. and and I think that's like even in the relationship, I think that's important. Yeah, um, for sure. Even even to even to be able to goof off with clients I work with. Sure, everyone's human at the yeah. end of the day, and uh, if you can share that little sentiment of humor or that little insight to yourself and feel a little vulnerable and just and just be silly for a little bit. Yeah. Um, because, you know, you can't be serious all the time. You can't be the tough guy all the time. No, and I never it's, was a tough it's, guy. It's not human. I might be a big, tall dude, but I'm, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a teddy bear when it comes down to it. So, um, Well, dude, that's 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 really awesome to hear. I've, yeah, I've been intrigued about you. It just seems since I met you, like, the, your relationship with your dad was really good and really yeah, close. And, I'm, like, he, ins- he inspires you, and you take him with you everywhere you go, it yeah, seems like. Yeah, I'm, I, I miss him a lot, and he's a Super lot of... Cool. Uh, it's like I'm playing catch-up. Like, I'm doing everything... I'm wanting to do kind of in his honor. Now his name or face isn't in the mural work, but the uh, dedication and the drive that I have for what I'm doing is a direct result of how he raised me. That's awesome. So, um, so yeah. I'm sure he's proud of you. I guess so. I mean, whatever you believe in, I I, I don't know. Um, I hope there's something like that. And, uh, and, and I just want to do him right. And, you know, while my mom's still here, I want to show her that, yeah. You know, she 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 picked a good one and, yeah. and, and raised a good kid, and and yeah. uh, and I'm just gonna try and uh, make her happy and my other relatives and um, you know friends and all that kind of stuff. So get the legacy, keep the legacy going. Yeah, something something you can be proud of. Yeah, yeah. That's 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 what this whole thing is about sure. with these public walls. Is somebody sees it, and if they smile or they think they could even do it, like it. I want it to. I want it to inspire people yeah. to to say either have an appreciation for it, or say, okay, if that's if this guy did it, I think I could do it too. Yeah. And I want that. Uh, this goes back to the talk we had about, you know, do you have, do you have uh, competition or nemesis, or do you want it to be a whole guild? And right. I, and I want it to. I want it to grow. Sure. I think there's enough. There's enough walls in Knoxville, for people of different levels, to get started mm-hmm. on this, and I want to see more of it. And maybe cross crossover, you know, ideas. I think if you get that internship program going at UT, yeah, you I gotta probably get some new talk, blood out I gotta there. I got to talk to the right people, yeah. so I got to, you know, some hopefully a UT professor in the arts department is listening to this and can yeah. steer me in the right direction. So, well, you've talked about a couple of. I mean, you mentioned the like the first watch thing, traveling, you know, going to you know Tri Cities or Chattanooga or whatever. But I think you mentioned a couple more. Kind of travel projects that I thought were pretty cool. There was a Memphis one and there was a Costa Rica one. Yeah. Feels like Costa Rica out here, the rain. Yeah. <laughs> a little tropical, a little get rainforest some, going on. some spider monkeys out here. <laughs> when was that? When did you go to Costa Rica? Um, I went this past, not this January. Wait, was it this January? 2019? It was last year, January. I think this year got canceled. I'd have to look it up. Wait, again. so it's like a yearly thing? It's an annual thing, usually second week of January. What um, is it? 
this is another one of those right place, right time things. Huh. Um, so I was at Balter Beer Works. Um, this was about a year after my dad, or the year that my dad did die, because mm-hmm. he died January 5th, 2016. And it was into summer, early fall, and I'm in my paint clothes. Yeah. I think I was doing the Dream Bikes mural. And I love Balter because they yeah, it's a great place. like buck fifty fish tacos and the yeah. hot chicken sliders. And then yeah. if you're, you get the 20 ounce beer for $3 if you're part of the club. So shameless plug for Balter. Love Balter. Um, and they've got good beers too. Yeah. Um, shout out to Jake that bartends there. But um, <laughs> uh, he does a lot of hike, cool hiking, guiding stuff. But anyways, um, uh, there was this girl up at the bar. And, you know, like I said, I eat by myself all the time just to get a quick bite. Because it's 930 at night when you're done. Yeah. 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 So, um and she she saw my uh, clothes, obviously, like I am covered in now. And uh, she goes, that's cool. It looks like you paint stuff. And I go, yeah, I'm a muralist. I'm working on this thing. And she goes, oh, cool. And I told her some stuff. She goes, oh, yeah, I kind of know who you are. I go, yeah, like, what do you, what's your story? And she goes, well, I'm, I'm from, uh, you said from Dallas. Her name was Catherine or uh, I forget. It, it doesn't matter now. But um, so Texas, yeah. I grew up in Texas. Anybody you meet, if you're a lived in Texas at one yeah, point there's in your a life. Nod. There's a weird connection. Yeah. Winking and um, nod, yeah. Yeah, it's just... It's its own country, let's be honest. Yeah, <laughs> and, and even if you live there for like a year, it's like, you know, yeah. state pride. They just, and yeah. Like, you take Texas history like every year when you're growing up there. Like, they just... They're proud. They just hammer the Alamo in your head, you know. Um, but uh, uh, she she goes, well, I, I do forensic art. And I was like, oh, like, what do you mean? She goes, I restore paintings and like, huh. you know, add, uh, you know, lacquer or glazing. Like, she, she would... Uh, go in and like repair paintings like interesting like old paintings and stuff like that I go that's, yeah. that's cool as shit and uh, I go oh so you get it you're an artist she's like yeah and she goes well what do you want to do with this whole mural thing and I go I'd love to travel the world and do this yeah because I you know I finally got an Instagram account which I didn't want to do but started seeing all these artists just traveling for a living going to these art festivals you know painting in Europe painting in Australia painting in you know Canada, whatever. Yeah, the people you were looking at who were really doing it were Yeah, were I doing followed nothing but stuff. people. I always like, um, I always look across and above. I never look down. Yeah. I always, I, like I always look up. I always look up to other people. Yeah. Um, whatever level I'm at, so be it. But I always, it always makes me want to get better. So, um, I've seen all this work everywhere. It's beautiful work that always people do. And I just would love to travel the world. And, and, uh, which I'm not doing right now, but maybe, you know, someday. I don't know. Nobody we'll is. S- we'll see. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> that is very true. Be, I mean, I got a passport, but I'm scared to use it right now. Yeah. But, um, uh, so a, a chance meeting with a bartender at, so, at Barley's yeah. <laughs> or at, at Balter? Yeah, so we're just spitballing, <laughs> shooting the shit. It's just cute. So it's, I don't know, maybe there might have been Maybe some, Catherine. We're not sure. <laughs> uh, it started as, yeah, it's something like that. But, uh, Kathleen. Kathleen. I think it was Kathleen. Yeah. Catherine was actually the lady I ended up meeting. Um, so she goes, I have a friend that's like from Connecticut that is a artist in New York, um, in like Manhattan area. And she runs a nonprofit. Um, and she travels to Latin American countries like every year. And this, this woman had lived in Costa Rica for like three years prior, mm. um, spoke uh, great uh, Spanish, um, Pretty brunette lady that was talented and musician and just multicultured. She was a New Yorker. She was a New Yorker, and uh, uh, she run, she runs a nonprofit called Idle Hands. Mm. And um, the bartender was like, "I'm friends with her." One of her friends just uh, canceled on her trip to Costa Rica. You're talking about traveling for your work. Would you want to go? 
Wow. And I go, uh, okay. That's some Brent Thompson that, matchmaking yeah, yeah. material right Brent there. Brent Thompson in a wig, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I, I can't wait for him to hear this and get a text message. I hope that we got we to send it to him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, she goes, I can give her a call. I go, yeah, because I looked up the program. And they had done previous work. Idle hands? I-D-O-L. I- I- like, ah, gotcha. Like, like, gotcha. You, like you're my idol. And yeah. uh, they do programs with, like, kids. It's a nonprofit. And, awesome. and they get uh, freelance artists, and she's a she's an artist herself, and she uh, guides these uh, travel tours. And um, so I go, yeah, send her a message. And uh, sure, maybe. What do I got to lose? Sure. I was working on the Cory Fish wall at the time at Jerry's. I get a phone call from a whatever number that is, area code. And she goes, Curtis? And I go, Catherine? And she's like, hey, uh, my friend in Knoxville said you might be interested in painting. And I said, uh, yeah. Maybe. I was like, what does this cost me? And it was like a couple grand or something like that. And I said, and she needed somebody to fill in rather quickly. And she mm-hmm. goes, well, you can do a payment plan if you want. Do you have a passport? I go, no. I've only been on like a, a senior trip cruise to like, you know, Cancun. Yeah. So, and that was more than 10 years ago. So uh, my passport's, my passport's expired. Yeah. I would have had, yeah, I would have been <laughs> valid anyways. So she goes, get your passport. You can do a payment plan with me. It'd be 10 days. Uh, all the, like, you got to buy the plane ticket yourself. And then the uh, the price package in, involves like lodging, all meals, mm-hmm. like organized meals, surf lessons, zip lining in the jungle. So like it was cool. Yeah. And uh, we went to. Uh, uh, I got my passport. I didn't expedite it, but I got but it. But it w- still came in like two weeks. I got it within like two weeks. That happened. That, that happened to me the last two it, times I, I got think, my passport. I think that's a damn racket. Yeah, I but, think it is um, too. But what, when I applied for it, I think everyone had already got their. Uh, they're like Christmas and New Year's passports. Mm, yeah. So I applied a little bit later. Yeah. And I got it in like end of November and the and the trip was in January. Oh, nice. So I was kind of like on edge about it. Yeah. If you were going to get it or not. Yeah. Gonna, and you already, don't want to be the guy who has to drive down to Atlanta three days before you, uh, you're set to leave yeah. just to get your passport at the passport office. So, so, so. Heard so of people just, having to do that. Yeah. Just from shooting the breeze with the bartender in Knoxville. I'm magically going on to this trip to Costa Rica. To so it's like a guided trip or like an organized. Yeah, we all. Yeah, yeah, we all stay together and we all eat together. And um, it's in Samara, Samara. I think I'm probably pronouncing it wrong if she hears this, but it's on the uh, southwest uh, part of the country on the Pacific mm. in the Guanacaste province. I mean, and it's like more of the drier jungle. We flew into San Jose, which is one of the major hubs. Yeah, and then uh, it's this, it's a sleepy touristy surf town. And uh, I was there two days late. I, mm. I missed it. I flew into... Wait, you missed the trip? I missed two the first two days of the oh, trip gotcha. the first time because okay. um, there was volcanic eruptions on the north side. Couldn't land? Couldn't take with off? With all the ash and all that kind yeah. of stuff. They just, they just don't fly planes like that. Where'd you get stuck? I was stuck... Uh, this is interesting because um, it freaked my mom out. I got stuck in Miami. Mm-hmm. I flew, I think I... Oh, no. I mean... <laughs> well, no, it was... I mean, there's parts of my I thought you were going to say, like, Columbia or oh. <laughs> I was a drug mule. No. Yeah. <laughs> no. No, I've been to Miami plenty of times for, like, Ultra yeah, and, yeah. and Key Biscayne oh, yeah. area. I like all that trans techno stuff. Yeah. Um, and I got friends there in, like, Boca and other places. But um, for Stranded like, for a couple days, though. So I was stranded there a couple days due to the volcanic thing. Rerouting <laughs> my crazy. flights, I learned in airports... The best thing you can do, because those people get 
shit on all the time oh, yeah. with rerouting and canceled flights. Talking about being nice? Yeah. I be learned, nice. I learned that just be yeah. nice because yeah. um, I, uh, they, re, they rescheduled our flight like two or three times. Mm-hmm. And you got families, you know, you know, dads bitching these. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, these just this ladies trying to do their job on the, exactly. on the computer. And I was flying solo. So I was like, hey, what can we yeah. do here? Yeah. And I and I learned that decency in an airport mm-hmm. can get you so far yeah because i got i probably got bumped up to some things just because i was nice when yeah. there's a line of people just you know just yeah that's s- happened to me before she goes i've i've booked you in a more comfortable section exactly and i was like oh so oh did so you? what happened First was class? i was stuck in the airport uh to go to costa rica um i uh i was i was stranded because it got canceled a lady I did work for here uh, in Lenore City, I, I, painted, I did like a faux wood grain um, uh, bar for her. Um, Some like, of the Willow Ave stuff, uh, the the faux finishing? Yeah. When you were doing that? Yeah, it's kind of like a, yeah, because I had done it before. Yeah. She knew an artist, this this really cool Indian guy who like painted garage doors like wood grain. Yeah. Um, they Manny. Uh, she called him. This guy picked me up at the airport, and I crashed at his place. In Miami? In Miami. A friend of a friend? A friend of a, fr- a friend that I did work for. She goes, oh, I because I think she was like a dispatcher in like Miami-Dade for the, yeah. for the police or something, emergency services. And um, she goes, oh, I'll call Manny. And I was like, I don't know Manny. And he doesn't know me. <laughs> and I, this just chill little Indian dude was like, hey, he pulled up in his car. He's like, are you Curtis? I go, yeah, I'm Curtis. And he picked me up. And we chilled out, and I bought him dinner, and slept at a crash at his place. That morning, I don't know if you remember this, uh, I think it was 2017, um, there that gunman came through the Miami airport, mm. and he, he was like a PTSD guy, uh, and he, yeah. shot, he shot, shot a couple people. Oh, no. Had I not had that connection from my You'd friend, been in the airport. I would have been sleeping in the baggage claim area where that guy was. Yeah. And so by that time, I had rebooked my flight out of, you know, from being a nice person. And I had to go to the air. I had to go to Miami International at like four or five o'clock in the morning to go fly. And I had to get routed to Mexico City to get to San Jose. Mm. So and and it came another time. It's four o'clock in the morning. Canceled Um, again. uh, (laughs) No, this time no. It's it, it, yeah, but I went through like a couple cancellations. I yeah. think it was like two days I was there, but I I miss I dodged the gunman. I'm dealing with a volcano, um, and I'm flying out at the butt crack of dawn from Miami International, and then my big tall lanky ogre ass is sitting there. And, Stick out like a sore thumb. Oh God, yeah, it's like like the milkman and uh, and the, and the lady. Yeah, I was like, I'm just trying to get to Costa Rica and paint this thing and da da da, and uh, she goes, I. She goes, she goes, do you mind sitting in the emergency exit? And I was like, sounds like a lot of responsibility. She's like, well, you have more leg room. Would you like that? And I go, absolutely. And I'm flying like Spirit Airlines too. So, yeah. you know, it's like a taxi cab plane. Yeah. And I go into Mexico City. My layover, my layover is like four hours. And if you ever go to the Mexico City airport, their ceiling, it's got all these like circle or orbs. Yeah, I've flown it's, in and out of there it's, a few it's, times. It's a weird airport. Yeah, it is. And I didn't speak any Spanish. And yeah. I didn't know, you know, like the kiosk and like getting your baggage, you know, your ticket and all that stuff. I was like, kind of like, you know, como se dice, I don't know. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, I just want to go paint some stuff. And uh, so I finally got into Costa Rica and from the airport, 
to the coastline was like a four or five hour drive. Holy in a, hell. In a van. And you're going like, you're, see, you're seeing like the canyons and stuff. Yeah. And uh, it becomes like lush jungle to like drier jungle. And then you get to the coastline. And it's absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, I've it's, heard, man. I've never been to Costa Rica. I oh, gotta go. You gotta go. And yeah. anybody I've told about it that has been, they're like, yeah. I when I was there, even though I missed two days, and we painted a mural in this uh, school. This uh, it was like a small elementary school, and we painted it inside their little community room um, with limited resources because you know we, there's not like a. Is it like a mission trip of sorts, or like a go yeah. go paint for good? go paint for good kind of thing. Yeah. And, and you know, it's, it's an experience. So, yeah. um, uh, how many painters were in the idle hands group? Uh, so it varies every year when she does it. Um, I, uh, two girls were, one girl was from the new England that this lady had already painted with who had helped her. Another girl was from Raleigh. Um, who was a really good, Just your neighbor, good, good, good sketcher. Uh, like, uh, she did a lot of like, uh, pointillism stuff. And then I'm going to butcher his last name, but Aloysius McElwain, um, he's a prominent street artist up in Philly. Cool. So uh, it's a small group. It's a just, half a dozen people. Like, like the suavest black dude you'll ever meet. Like <laughs> he was just super like, like he's like into fashion. Uh, he came out with coloring books. Um, uh, he does like video. Um, very, uh, his handle on Instagram is culture clothing. And uh, he, He's just everywhere. He his when I met the guy, we hit it off instantly, um, and uh, he was painting next. He did his style next to the the thing I painted, and uh, his goal, which I thought was really ambitious, his goal he wanted to uh, was that uh, was that lightning or a crash? It sounded like a tree falling down. Should we go check or let's go check on that? <laughs> that sounded awful. Should we take a break or what, yeah? What can we, we do? Yeah, well, let's do like an ad or something here. If you want to, yeah. If you want, let's take a break for a second. I want to see what that was. That sounded terrible. I hope it's not my truck. Yeah, I hope not too. I hope it's not a tree right. falling on my house. All right, take a let's breather. Check it out. Yeah, let's take a breather. First. Okay. All right. Uh. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> so what happened was what the fuck? Holy! This crap. part of the podcast is brought to you by Mincer's Tree Service. <laughs> You're gonna who, need it, buddy. Who's gonna be out here tomorrow? You can flip that down. Oh, no. uh, which is way? it? Yeah, Am flip I doing it. it the wrong it's way? Like, there you go. Sorry, these big Dumbo ears. There we go. Okay. Got, the, got the surround sound now. Uh, so like a huge branch just fell on my house. Yeah, like a like a twelve foot branch took late. out my gutter. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Replace your divots. Um, yeah, exactly. yeah, Just took a chunk out of the gutter, and a shrub broke the fall of the branch. And and the up, rest of the trees sitting on top of my house. Yeah. yeah. Woke up the wife and kids. and Yeah. Uh, Woke up everybody. That's yeah. scary, dude. It is scary. Uh, I've had my eye on that tree for a minute. It's not my tree. Yeah. You know, the way my property's set up, it kind of like butts up to my neighbor's property, and that tree's not even on their radar. But, yeah. uh... It's fallen on my house, so I guess we'll have to do something about it tomorrow. I, that's more eventful than probably the stories I'm telling right now. Like, <laughs> that's that was scary because we there was a pause for a second when we heard the crash, and uh, you know it was like a we were like, what the heck was that? You know, it wasn't a thunder. It didn't roll. It didn't keep going. It was no. just like a and, yeah. If we walk outside, my wife's I'm, sticking her head out. Like, what was that? I'm like, move, move, get out of there. Jeez. Oh, man. Like I'm a, glad it's not your truck. 
Yeah, <laughs> if that's on the podcast, I'm sorry. I was like, oh, what is my? T-? You're like, what about my family, dickhead? Like, uh, I was like, I don't know. I guess uh, that, I didn't mean to offend you. Saying no, that, no, but you I, did. That was kind of a dick move to say. <laughs> like, like, okay, vehicle over life, whatever, dude. Yeah. Go paint your murals, dickhead. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, well, but, I, yeah. I mean, this is definitely part of the narrative now. You, you, you got some real. Uh, <laughs> Some that storm noise is paying some real dividends at this point. Yeah, yeah, it's an act of God right now. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, covers insurance. So yeah, we'll see. I feel like I feel like this is one of those goofy scenarios on like those farmers insurance claims. You know, yeah, yeah. where it's just some random scenario. They're like, yeah, we cover that. Yeah, we got it. We got it. We got you. Bum 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 bum. You know. <laughs> well, I hope that's the last of it. I hope we don't have to deal I, with that again. Well, it's picking up even more now. It so. is. It's nuts. I, you know, I've had rain noise on the podcast before, but nothing like this. This is serious business. It, okay, if something comes through this garage, man, we had a great run. Yeah, it was, we did. It was a good podcast. A, yeah, um, I, I need to. I need to text Sarah where to find the SD card. <laughs> you know, for 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 how to get this aired. <laughs> Posthumously, bury it with us both. It's like a memorial. That'll be that'll be the eulogy of our podcast. Yeah, is I, with a big branch sticking. Yeah. I don't know. Where cool. were we? We were in Costa Rica, right? We were in Costa talking, Rica. We were was, talking about your uh, talking about fashion du- fashion dude. Yeah, uh, Aloyus. Uh, his uh, yeah, he was very ambitious, and he had this great idea. He wanted to. His goal is to do a mural in all fifty states in oh, every cool. in every continent. Huh. And he's he's doing it. Uh, I don't know. I think he's probably covered like 20, 30 states. And he's I think he's painted. I, I don't think he's painted a mural in Antarctica, but uh, yeah, tough on the wall. There. Yeah, but he, he just he works quick and he's got a certain design and he's launched all sorts of mark marketing uh, types of uh, uh, programs with his work. And I got to meet him down there. So it was the girl from Raleigh. The girl that already knew the sponsor, yeah, and then Aloyus, and uh, and he's known for his street art up in up in Philly, which I need to go visit, and uh, we all collaborated, worked together, and uh, so do you guys all have kind of different disciplines? We are and you all, blend them together. If, if Is you, that how if, it works? If you look at the work, it's all different styles. Gotcha. Um, so we all took a part of the wall and did this kids center and uh, and just made it work, and uh, I we. Uh, Catherine, who was running it, Idle Hands Lady, uh, she goes, "Well, we're gonna we're gonna spend a couple days here first, so you get acclimated to the culture and the lifestyle of the and place." And you were a couple days late, and I was a couple days late, so yeah. we were already kind of chomping at the bit. And uh, so, uh, you know, we're trying to figure out content. And uh, <laughs> Catherine, we were we were way out in the sticks, like in this like cattle land area, or like the jungle was. Stay, I was staying with the the jungle. The what? What'd you say? Where the what was? The cattle lands in yeah. the jungle. The jungle. The okay. jungle. The jungle. said the drunkle like the drunk uncle. I, I wish I was drunkle after this <laughs> tr- damn tree falling. I'm the drunkle in my family. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I think I am too. Like, too much sauce during Thanksgiving? All right, Curtis. Nap time, you know. Um, but uh, uh, I remember she, she, we were riding our bikes. Uh, we you just rent these bikes for the day. These little you know, beach cruisers. And I remember... Uh, she was trying to ride with no hands and show off, Uh-oh. and she ate it. Ah, and and and, and she's tough. She she, she she her lip was all scabbed oh. up, her knee was jacked up, oh. and uh, 
but uh, I, it, it, she's, and she, she's a, a pretty woman. And I was like, oh, Catherine, let's just put you in the mural. And she's like, what? And I said, uh, and we had this idea of this, the sun setting because we're in this beach, uh, this, this big bay area, yeah. like this big crescent. And, uh, um, you know, uh, you know, like one or two foot ways, we did surf lessons. But I go, I go, Catherine, let's, you know, you, you lived here. You work here. She was a, a, a working artist there. Sure. Everyone knew who she was. Every time we went out, she did an open mic. Yeah. And did like sang songs. And everyone's just like. Everyone knew her? Everyone knew her. Yeah. She was like the girl. Like, she was a fixture. Yeah. Every, so you said, let's paint you. Yeah. So I said, let's do you and give you a shout out. And so I, uh, there was a coconut. I said, hold that coconut up. And she held it up like, you know. Yeah, like a little co- to be or not to be. To be, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Hamlet, Shakespeare, whatever. That's Hamlet, yeah. Yeah. I, Osric was that character's name. I guess, man. I got my theater okay. unlocked. There you especially go. that play. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember college, so. But um, uh, anyways, um, so took a picture, and that was that uh, that was in the mural. I didn't add her scab on her lip, but uh, she's like, <laughs> she's, she's smiling. Feels like a missed opportunity. Uh, yeah, well, he, he, uh, I still tease Vanity her. Vanity purposes. I still tease her about it, but she's like, you know, her hair's in the breeze and all this stuff. And the coconut was sinking on the horizon of the ocean on the mural, and that was the sunset. Oh, nice. So, so the, like people that are holding up the sun. Kinda, yeah, yeah, that, that yeah. So the deal. coconut, she's holding it, and behind it is like these, these radiant uh, rays like so, a starburst kind of yeah, deal? Yeah, so starburst, essentially. And I worked on that. And then Aloyas took his graffiti style and intertwined it with her hair. And it flew across the mural. And then it led into this uh, wildlife area when we did the uh, zip lining. Oh, we nice. Saw, we saw those uh, kookaburs or kootamundis, whatever. It's those raccoon things. Uh-huh. Um, and you could feed them. Kookaburros? Uh, kookaburros. There's, like, long, really, like, they're like a... It's like, like a, a sloth type Like character. a sloth, yeah. raccoon, and an yeah. anteater mixed in together. Yeah. They're really pretty animals. Um, you could feed them a pineapple up in the trees yeah. when we did the zip lining. So we added that. There were some horses in the area. We added that. And then, like, palm leaves and all that kind of stuff. And So, so it's one piece of art everybody puts their style on? Yeah, yeah. And, and 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 we kind of cross over and collab. And that was the first time I've ever worked with people. It's very ominous. That is ominous. Yeah. That's loud. I'd rather be hearing this in Costa Rica, to be honest with you. Yeah, I know. But, it, this um, happens a lot down there, from what I hear. Oh, yeah. It, it comes and goes really hard, and it's just so pretty, though, because it's, like, lush, and there's you see all sorts of wildlife. There's, like, tortoises, walk, you know, crossing the street, and these they got, the, they got these magpies, these beautiful magpie birds. Yeah. They look like blue jays on steroids. Yeah. They got these, these red-haired squirrels with these long ears. Um I think there's some iguanas out there. I'm not sure. But did you um, incorporate any of that into the? We did. Yeah, we did. We added a lot of those some animals in there. Um, and uh, like little bingo, little uh, uh, animal bingo. Every every Costa Rican animal made their yeah. made their yeah. So we, you yeah. know, it kind of went a little generic with it. But we 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 went with what we saw those first sure. couple of days. And and, and, uh, and I think a lot of times, like I've noticed when I travel internationally, especially and am going to photograph stuff or or film stuff, like I have this fresh point of view that people who see it every single day they don't see the beauty in it yeah like i do and internationally i see i i I find that more more than you know traveling around anywhere else even stateside it's like 
you guys don't know what you got here. Like this is inspiration that you see it every single day. Absolutely. And, and it just, you know, not jaded, but well, I mean, we live in a beautiful it. part of the country sure. to fish the tailwaters here, to go hiking. Yeah. Um, you know, when, when people, I want to move to a bigger, I mean, Knoxville's a great city, especially sure. to raise a family. Absolutely. Um, and I've made it my home and I've made it my business and yeah. I, I enjoy that. I'm not from here. I have no affiliation to whatever school or college. I just made it my own. Yeah. And you can do that in Knoxville. Sure. There's opportunity out there. So, yeah. um, so we did the mural and we, you know, we had a few days off and, and had some fun. And, uh, I remember, so the cool thing is when the sun goes down, they, the beach is probably, I don't know, you probably got like 80 yards worth of sand from the shore. Yeah. Just a kind of like a rolling beach, uh, beautiful sunsets. We got to do a hike at the very end on this cliff top and see the waves break and all this stuff. But I remember, uh, we were all laying down in the sun one day, just taking it easy. And the soccer ball came across, uh, it got kicked across us. This little kid was uh, kicking a soccer ball, and I was just like, "Screw it, I'll play with him." And he didn't speak English. Yeah, I didn't speak Spanish, and we just started kicking the soccer ball. And uh, we're I'm sitting here like trying to school him and stuff, but we ended up playing this like you know one touch game back and forth. Yeah. So like you know if you miss it, you get a point. If you know if you kick it back or whatever. And I played with this kid for like an hour, and I started like booming the soccer ball on my bare feet and my I like sprained my toe. Oh, no. Like my foot was swollen. Uh, it's taking me back to my soccer days when I was a sweeper and had like a club Wait, foot. So this is two injuries on the trip so far. We've got the busted lips so we and we, the, now we've got the toe. So we got, so, so we're dodging volcanoes. <laughs> we're dodging, dodging uh, a shooter in an airport. Yeah. And then, uh, Catherine bit it on her bike. Yeah, no then, hands. Look, Mom, no I, hands. Oh, yeah, I washed it. It was just like, you're like, oh, God. Like, But she she took it like a champ. Yeah. And then I, like, my toe was swollen toe. and black. And I, cause like, yeah, just, it was, I was in the moment. Yeah. You, when I get, when I went to that place, I, I lost track of everything. Sure. There's only so much Wi-Fi there, too. Yeah. And I don't want to call anybody anyway. You have to get, like, WhatsApp. So you can contact yeah, so you people. Internet, yeah, yeah. I mean, do like, the Wi-Fi. Thing, I can't yeah. be like eight six five and then you know yeah. call somebody. Um, so uh, that was funny, and she took a cool picture of that where the sun's going down. Isn't but, it interesting how like I always think about this with soccer, especially like it's such a universal language. Like it is. You and this kid were thirty years apart in age, or twenty five years apart. Yeah, at and, least. Yeah, and and he speaks. Doesn't speak I, a lick of English. I, you I, I was gonna pass the ball back, and like it because it kicked sand up on us, and I was the only like dude there. Uh, well, I think Aloysius was there. I'm not sure, but his his sister actually, who's a, a, a musician and singer, I think was they were doing something else, staying somewhere else. But I was with the other girls. And I looked at the kid, and he just had this big, bright smile. Yeah. And I looked at the mom, and I kind of, like, gave confirmation. Like, I'll play with the kid. Yeah. And we just kicked, I mean, for, like, an hour. Yeah. And uh, I just lost, you lose track of time there. Sure. Um, and I think that's why my friend Catherine went, stayed there so many. She's moved back yeah. down there, like, so many times. It's It's good to, like, get away and disappear, but also, like, it's very slow there. So, like... You know, if you want to do things, you kind of sometimes have to get back to reality and, and work hard and grind for something that you want. Yeah. Especially when you have. Well, they got plenty of reality in places like that. Yeah. You know, so I've been to Central America quite a few times and it's like being slow paced is the biggest thing it has going for it. Mm-hmm. You know, people don't get distracted with with problems that you and I have on a daily basis. Oh, it's diff- a dishwasher flooding your kitchen or, yeah. you know, whatever. And we were. So that house on the outskirts of town near like the cattle ranches and stuff. We're passing by 
there's some no there's some gated there's some gated houses like secured houses like probably like you know vacation houses for more well-off people but you're going by uh corrugated metal huts you know like primitive living where you know i don't know who what those people did but like they lived there that that like it was just that's what they that's, yeah. that's what they were accustomed to so yeah. like the uh like the difference in in lifestyle was you, it, they were all right next to each other. Sure. And um, yeah, you could you it, could kind of see all the the caste system play out. That, yes, and that gave me an idea of how fortunate I was, and how things in my past were not that big of a deal. Yeah. And and little people, little gratitude shake right there. Absolutely. Yeah. And I was um, when the sun was going down and the waves were hitting, um, catch the sunsets. I that was my dad was always on my mind. Yeah, man. So that was that, just like, man. I was like, it got you in touch with what mattered. Yeah, and I was like, I was like, man. I, I wish I could just send him a picture of this because I'm not here because like, yeah, I paid for it, but like I'm here because I'm painting something because I'm doing this and, uh, and I'm here in Costa Rica of all places. Like what the heck am I doing? So like, that's like, I'm always chasing that high of, of the what if factor of where am I going to be next? Yeah. Um, and, uh, so I, you know, like major goals for me, I want to outsource to like Nashville and Atlanta and other places and just go bigger and better. Yeah, um, I got to work quicker. That's the personal thing that I need to get better at. But. Well, do you need to scale? I mean, do you need to hire employees? Do you need? I to, do. Well, that's you know, know talked about the internship, but also uh, just I mean, anybody that's willing to put in the work and effort. And the, the hard part is, is every artist is different. You, your brush stroke is different than mine, and yeah, it's hard. So it, it's not a paint by numbers thing. You can't just send yeah. somebody out to, not, to not finish your like work. If, if I was like an abstract artist, just painting shapes and stuff, mm-hmm. yeah, then go for it. Like paint this circle, paint this line. But my detail, the way I um, analyze uh, subject matter, is going to be way different than somebody else. So if there's inconsistencies, it's just going to look weird. So you with the uh, with the mural with the doodle graph that you were telling me about on the last. Mm-hmm. episode um is there wiggle room there like when you're doing stuff is there does something strike you and you and you say okay this was best laid plans but i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna change my approach here there's slight tweaks okay uh in terms of like highlighting a certain part of- so you you feel the you're you're, in, you're empowered with what you do you're not so so tied to what to what your plan was that you can you can make some subtle moves it's ever evolving direction. when i what, what typically happens with these projects that take me a while is i get the mock-up out and i usually offer like three revisions mm-hmm. when I, after i get a deposit and i'll show you what it can look like and then i usually embellish it even more mm-hmm. to where it comes out even better mm-hmm. so they go yeah i saw you starting it and i wasn't sure but then oh okay and then it all makes sense yeah so on the on the end of the job on the back end does it make me lose money for labor like profit probably so yeah dollar but, dollar per hour yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah oh gosh i don't keep track of that i just do square yeah. footage but um uh but also the takeaway is whatever i lost on that time and that attention to detail, that gets me the next gig. Sure. Because they see yeah. the detail and they, yeah. and what's that's, that's you working for the next job is yeah. the embellishment, right? Exactly. Yeah. So every time I'm like, this is taking forever. This is unprofessional. I'm down on myself. Like I'm just, I'm my own worst enemy half the time. Do but, you, do you go through that stuff? Do you, do you go through like, oh man, this is shitty. I can't believe I said that. Sometimes, up. but I do go through, um, I go through burnout constantly. Really? 
I do. And I don't well, think- I could see how that would happen with such a big project. And all I, your projects are, it sounds like they're they are pretty large, like I don't week-long think, projects. I don't think it's a bad thing to say that or admit that. Because sometimes you're not feeling it or, you know, like, I don't know, I'm a night owl. I don't sleep the greatest. And I'm one of those guys when daylight savings hits uh, in the winter, fall time, and the sun goes down at like five o'clock. Mm-hmm. Oh, that just depresses the shit out of me. Me too. That's why, like, I love right now when the sun sets yeah. at nine. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I got, I'm ready to go because exactly. I'm a night owl. I'm the same way. What What is it? Se- seasonal anxiety or whatever? It, it, it's seasonal yeah. depression. Yeah. I think it's a thing, man. I think it is too. And uh, it screws I with definitely me big feel time. It. Yeah. So, um, I don't feel as bad if I wake up a little bit later and be like, well, I got till nine o'clock instead of five. Yeah. You know, I got, I got, there you go. more got eight, hours in the day. I got eight hours instead of four, you know? Yeah. So, but, um, but yeah, there it's, it's a constant, it's like a spy versus spy comic in my mind where there's like sabotaging each other with thoughts and everything. Well, that's good. You have some um, checks and balances internally. Yeah. Then make sure that you don't make some, some, some like, yeah. you know, some, some knee jerk decisions that end up sabotaging the project. <laughs> Yeah, but I, 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 you know, I try and let the client know that here's a process, here's what's happening, you know, keep you updated. And um, like Do you just, get armchair quarterbacked, you know, two days into a project where they come out and like, oh, oh that, that, you're doing it wrong. Uh, you're not going to do it like that, are you? Rarely, but when they do, they're not trying to step on my toes or anything. They're just trying to protect they, their investment? They or? Well, yeah, I mean, they're they hired me and they're going to... They, they get what they want mm-hmm. you know like i said i'm not going to be like well i do it this way like no yeah, you hired me. Art, yeah. i wouldn't be doing this if you know, if you didn't call me yeah so yeah i'll listen to it um but i just say give it a little bit of time it's mm-hmm. developing and then when when you see that part of the wall finished then you go huh okay that's okay he was he it just took him a little bit longer yeah so that's so, a strategy that you have to uh, deploy every now and then yeah 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 yeah, yeah. you just Gotta make people happy. So, um, yeah. But, uh, well, what happened after Costa Rica? What, what you came back? It seems like that was a big part of your, that was like growth. Yeah. That was, uh, and then I just started doing these murals, uh, all across town. Did that give you some confidence? Yeah, it did. And did I, it give you cachet too? Like, oh, well, in, in Costa Rica last year, we did, you know, I, this I, I, I like country dropped it a few times or whatever, yeah. if you will. I was, yeah. they're like, well, where have you worked? And if somebody asked me, they go, I've seen your work. Where have you painted? And I'm like, uh, Knoxville, Chattanooga, Costa Rica. Yeah. And they're like, Oh, yeah. nice dude. And, uh, but, and then I'm also like, not saying that I paid to be in it, you know, yeah, exa- <laughs> but, exactly. but, but to continue that, um, I went back a second year, which was mm. last year in January and Catherine from Idle Hands called me again and said, hey, do you want to do this? And I said, well, I'm kind of busy with projects. And uh, she goes, uh, uh, well, I want you to be the lead artist this year. Mm. And, and I have a way bigger wall. It's actually at the town entrance of oh, wow. Samara. And, uh, Is that the same town you went to the year before? Yes, okay. same place. So Where I you got, did the school? So, so two murals there. Yeah. And uh, I got to design the whole thing. Nice. And, and I recruited some help locally. Did you have the same? Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, I got some people from here. And then... Uh, Do you have uh, any of the same expats with you or the same uh, U.S. people that came along too? Or was it a from different the first, crew? From the yeah, first from one? the first trip. Totally different crew. Oh, nice. Uh, got some people from Knoxville. And then uh, uh, there's actually a graffiti guy from like... Oh, gosh. I don't know if he was like Russian or Belgium or whatever. But he was staying with us at a hostel. And we, we threw him on the wall. Nice. Here's some, I just he, had a good look. Here's some European graffiti <laughs> guy, and he was like, "Are you guys painting that wall?" I go, "Yeah." And I said, just "Fucking throw this guy on here." Yeah. He did a good job. And he just 
they just hanging out with his family. Nice. Uh, but uh, uh, that wall turned out even better because we actually had a good game plan. So we, we so did you mock it up before you guys I, even I left? mocked it up. We figured it out. We this this big sloth. We put one of the magpies in that we saw. Yeah. Uh, this iguana was there. That turned out great. We had these butterflies that were local to the region. We had a toucan. We had a gecko. And I did the big sloth that was hanging on this palm tree. We did like a hibiscus flower. Yeah, those um, are beautiful. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All the plants and stuff like that. Uh, uh, just floral and fauna there was beautiful. And uh, and it and it was right at this the the entrance of the town. So you had to see it when everybody you came saw in. it. Yeah, Anybody it, who's that been was, to that, that town, that's has probably seen on a it. postcard or T-shirt somewhere. Uh, we we hired people to prep and prime the wall. Yeah. So it should be lasting a while. I don't know if they put a clear coat on it. But the local uh, beer company, they had a big festival. Like, a, like Is a, there one kind of beer on the whole Imper- the, the Im- town? Imperial. Gotcha. Imperial. And um, uh, and then, oh, and Pilsen. Pil- uh, yeah. Yeah. It's like, I think. Is that how is they it, say Pilsner in, in is it Pil- uh, It was Imperial. And then the, I think Imperial Pilsen. And, Pil- and Imperial was like. A Miller Lite, and then like pills. I think the Pilsen was like uh, like a Budweiser. Yeah, there's like, are, are there only a couple kinds of beer there's on only the couple, island? Yeah, yeah, there's a, and, and they were that's a Costa Rica brewery, I think. And uh, and uh, some of the locals told me they go, uh, they go, yeah, we always know the the American tours because they always get the heavier beer. It's more alcoholic. Yeah. And uh, some guy was telling me he goes, <laughs> that was a local. He was like. When I see an American woman drinking a Pilsen, I go up and talk to her because <laughs> she's down to have a good time. You know, and I was like, she parties. Yeah, like they, uh, it's it's a tourist. I mean, come back with a story, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Like yeah. I was, I it was all girls when I was there. So I was like the dad of the group. Yeah. So when we got to like bars and eat and stuff like that, um, you know, they kind of wondered like my situation because there's a bunch of like surfer local guys there that are always yeah. on the prowl. Oh, and stuff yeah. Like yeah. That. yeah. I, one of your women. You know, and they're all like, <laughs> in shape you know skinny surfer six-pack guys dance like good-looking dudes and yeah. like they just you know he's like who's this gringo with all the all oh the yeah I, I was called gringo and yeah. uh 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 oh i forget the term for the for like the native uh if you're like a regular there but uh <laughs> yeah i got a couple like insults at a distance thrown my way but i'm a big dude so it's yeah, like you can take care of yourself. i was like ah whatever like yeah. you're just jealous because i'm painting with these girls but uh <laughs> But it was it's 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 pretty much all friendly, and there's some cool restaurants that some expats opened up. A really good Italian place, um, just people that wanted to get away, yeah, and wanted a different lifestyle. So, yeah. um, you gotta uh, you gotta send me some of this stuff, and and we'll we'll make a post with with all of it, and, it's and all, show show off some of your work because I feel all, like yeah. of all the of all the South of Scruffy podcasts I've done, like this this one. This one needs a needs a book to go along with it, every, so people every, can see your. Everything work. is on the Instagram. Is I it? mean, it's just it's a business yeah. page, and you, what you get, what you'll find out is after you know hearing these stories and whatnot, and you start looking through the account, you'll go, "That's what he was talking about," oh, yeah. or "That's the guy," or you know, or "That's the content that he," you know, yeah. "That's the experience." So, like, because I document all that because that's what I do. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, there's you can see the pictures on the account. Mm-hmm. But now you know the backstory. Yeah. Now you know why it happened. This is a good side card. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, and a lot of the stuff I've painted personally, 
uh, you know, there's always a backstory. You know, yeah. if you, you know, somebody writes well, a poem I think that's or song. So, exactly. Yeah. Like, I, there, that's what's so interesting about art. Uh, real life experience translated. Yes. Yes. And, you know, when you, when you take it in, whether it's, whether it's painting or whether it's a song, it's always interesting to hear, to hear what the person who created it was, yeah. was thinking or the backstory behind it. It embellishes it, it emotionally. I mean, think about like, had, Adele never got her heart broken when she had not come out with those like <laughs> anthems of heartbreak and, you know, inspiring everyone They're to be like, so universally someone like me or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It sounds like Creed, but, uh, <laughs> right open. but, uh, but like, yeah, like the people go through this experience. And if you have a creative bone in your body, you get it out of your system. Like I did the alleyway, like somebody writes a song or a poem or makes a movie right. or whatever. And, and like, it inspires that's, that's piece the of, beauty of yeah. the human spirit is we have that ability to do that. And, uh, it's, it's almost like a drug. Like, yeah. it's like, you want to, you want to keep finding that, that, uh, that story, that way to, to do something creative and, and leave your mark. And I mean, everyone does that in different ways. I just, I'm very lucky to be able to do this. And, uh, well, it's badass work. Everybody I know appreciates it. Nobody, I, I I've yet to mention your name or, or shown your work to anybody, and them say, "Man, eh, that doesn't do it for me." Yeah, you know, well, it I've seems like it. your stuff is. I've is, heard it really, and I'm okay with it. Is it from other artists or from haters or like who who doesn't like your stuff? I feel like it's I, beautiful, I and it's, it's just but see, you gotta you gotta you gotta think about it though. Subjective it's, art it's form. Subjective. Yeah. This is not yeah. This is not like a one and done type yeah, product. It's not this binary. is binary. Yeah, exactly. Um, there, yeah, but you don't you don't think about that. I mean, do you get criticism from your pop fizz productions from other videographers or I don't know. editors? Like, who gives a know. shit? Maybe, yeah. Uh, You're doing your craft. You're doing your thing. The best way I know how. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. If you, if you hate it, that's that's a you problem. That, exactly. <laughs> I don't got time to, you know, yeah. debate somebody and, you know. There are a couple things on on the list. Of Costa Rica was a big one. It seemed like your dad yes. was a big one. I'm glad we touched on that. Just seemed thanks like for, thanks for letting me talk about him. I know some people man, are like, "All right, dude, we get it. We love your dad." But, no, you know. that's awesome, man. I, love is love, man. You, got, <laughs> and, 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 you, you know, you love seeing that stuff, especially in a, you know, in a vulnerable kind of lens too. I right, think it's cool. Uh, Memphis was another one that Memphis I've been to twice. That was, well, what is that? Is that a show? It's called paint it? Memphis. What is it? Um, it's ran by, uh, Karen, uh, go lightly. And, uh, she, uh, facilitates booking the artists and you get a wall space. Just it's, in downtown Memphis. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We were, uh, like South of like Midtown area. So she did, does she, Find an inventory of walls that yeah. people that want them she, to be she, done, she, and then she organizes. She reaches out to the it. community, mm. kind of gets the uh, perspective of the neighborhood, and said, "Hey, this is something we want to do. Mm-hmm. Is it cool? You know." And she themes it usually. Um, I've always done Memphis themed stuff, like I did BB King last year as a tribute and like a noir black and white. And then yeah, before because that, because who wants a kookaburra in downtown yeah. Memphis, right? Like you need to <laughs> yeah. kind of. <laughs> I painted you an iguana in Memphis. Yeah. What's up? But no. Uh, um, and I did. A, I tried it my first hand at graffiti the first year I did it, which was like three years ago. And I did. But I did uh, Albert King and I did I think W.C. Handy or Hanley. He trumpet player. Okay. It was all blues related stuff. Gotcha. And uh, 
So because Memphis is blues, jazz, sure. all that kind of stuff. Um, but then like you got graffiti crews, you got muralists like me, you got first time artists just giving it a shot, art students. Um, it's just this uh, mishmash of yeah. people. And there's about like 100 people. Ah, that and, are part of the whole whole Paint Memphis squad. Yeah, and she gets a sponsorship through. Does a, she curate it at uh, all, or does she just kind of say, "So we don't go, get, go nuts"? Well, it's like you know, like no nudity, no weapons, no oh, violence. Gotcha. There's some there's no, some guidelines. Yeah, like but, don't 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 be inappropriate. Yeah, um, you can make nice art without being edgy. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, uh, although one year this graffiti artist named Muckrock, she travels. The country. I think she's based out of Florida. She does a lot of edgy stuff. She had Elvis across from my wall, like you know, like with the glasses and this, like the rhinestones, like the but Vegas she, Vegas version like of the Elvis. Vegas version of Elvis. Mm-hmm. But she had a viper going through his eye sockets and mouth. Oh my god! Like a skull. Yeah. Huh. It was like yeah. Huh. That it, is, that's dark. It pissed off a lot of people. Oh, I bet. Yeah, she's painted like Charles Manson and stuff like that. Huh. So, yeah, it's <laughs> it's interesting, but uh. That was controversial, but is it still there? I don't think so. Yeah, this the city they got the whitewash out. <laughs> the city council the first year I went, they went over half the wall spaces because the because it wasn't good. The 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 city council in Memphis is kind of screwy. Um, I'm sure it's corrupt, like like it's a lot of super stuff corrupt. in Memphis. <laughs> it's yeah, it's weird. But yeah. um, uh, so I did that, and I met. This was when I met a lot of graffiti artists that wish to remain nameless personally. And that's not like graffiti is not part of what you do at all. It's no, not part no, of what you're upbringing. A, I'm, a, like, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a painter artist guy. Yeah, that's, you know, yeah. Hey, pay me. Yeah. These people have been doing it for years. Yeah. So when I was trying to do my first, uh, uh, letters, I did like Memphis and like blue. I use the grizz. I use the Grizzlies colors. Yeah. The Pantone, the, the Grizzlies. Yeah, Pantone. yeah. Yeah. I bought yeah. like the, like the off blue purple, the lighter blue and the yellow. And, yeah. uh, um, and I met all these, and I met these guys and, uh, you know, a lot of these guys are, pretty pretty quiet um the graffiti artists the gra- gra- well yeah because yeah, they want to remain incognito because yeah you, know, you don't want to get caught doing that exactly shit. and i respect that yeah but i like you're breaking the law 95 percent of the time yeah, you're working but these guys are freaking talented <laughs> and sure. i met um people from seattle to florida to uh up in philly i mean it was just this conglomerate and uh i was like i don't know anybody i'm wet behind the ears with this stuff this is my first like dedicated graffiti jam thing or whatever yeah. and i started just i started asking 20 questions yeah i was like hey man how do i do that do i do the outline or the fill first do i cut this back or like well do will this look bad and they all kind of just opened up to me really yeah they were super nice because you weren't guarded about it probably. no because i was like, like i don't know shit I, like just... you can't go in there with an ego i was like guys I'm trying to do these letters spell memphis in like a graffiti style and i have no style i have no tag name or whatever <laughs> i go tell me what the hell I'm doing wrong. And they go, well, you want to do this. And then you want to do the 3d should go like That's this. Awesome. And it like, it turned out okay. It wasn't great, but for my first time, it wasn't bad. And these people were just like, yeah, man, like you got it. Like, yeah, I keep, keep doing this and keep doing that. And, uh, and I'd see their work and they'd finish white well before me. Cause they're used to it Yeah, to doing, you know, legal walls and trains. And I, I just, I was so in love seeing all these different styles and meeting all these different personalities. Sure. I met all different types of nationalities. That's the great thing about art and probably music too. Yeah, it's, it's boundaryless. It's there's, yeah, there's no there's no niche of type of person that yeah. does this. And meeting all these people from different graffiti crews or solo artists um, and art students, 
it was just you're all there for one reason to paint yeah and we got sponsorship we got like 10 free spray cans that we put in the order for they'd feed us like memphis barbecue um i stayed not bad i stayed with a sweet little host lady named maria i've stayed with her twice she's awesome she's fed me before um a heck of a cook and uh so all in the name of art whether it's Costa Rica or going to Memphis, sure. it's just, it's taken me places yeah. that I can't think of anything else I would have decided that would have taken me there. Had I gone the corporate route, maybe get on a plane and go to like all the major cities, but like, no, I get to go to like these different areas and have these unique experiences and meet people I never would come across in my life. Well, there's like this, this spirit of it that, that is not necessarily knowing where you're going to land before you take the next step to it. That's exciting like, for me. Yeah. And not everybody has that. Like, like you mentioned your dad, for instance, like he was like, get something safe, you know? Yeah. And, and it's like this, it's for, for, for folks who don't have that bone in their body, which is uh, a little bit of uncertainty or a little bit of um, maybe, I don't know, pioneer, you know, kind of blazing your own trail kind of spirit. I mean, I, I it's not for everybody. That's scary, it sounds yeah. like you, yeah, it sounds like you embrace it. I you're do. not scared by it. <laughs> I feel like it's just kind of the, and I feel like I haven't even touched the surface, but it feels like it's kind of just the only way to live now. Yeah. Um, just by experiencing that kind of stuff, just taking a chance. Um, I know people get set in their ways as they get older. Yeah. But uh, I just see it as a constant evolution. So. Well, it shows in your work, I think. I, I, I think, I, I think of all the pieces of yours that I've seen, I, I don't see the same thing twice. It doesn't no. feel stale to me. It I try not feel to, like I try not to like digging into any kind of certain. The only theme you can see is the style of work in like the first watch murals, but that's mm. because it's, it's like commissioned a work. corporate restaurant and you want them to be themed together. Yeah. That's the whole idea. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to different, but you've leaned into that, right? Yeah. 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 I mean, and then, and then, you know, that's half of it. And then the other half is you. Yeah. If I said, no, I want to make them different. I wouldn't have done seven murals for that business. Mm-hmm. That that was a, yeah. If that would if that wasn't going well, it wouldn't have it wouldn't still be doing it, doing what it's doing. Um, what do we have? I've, I'm I'm looking at my notes and yeah. like we freaking hit it, dude. What do you what? Anything else you got or what do you want to do next? What are some like ambition kind of projects for you? Um. Well, I have a bunch of like I have a folder on my desktop called Lost Projects. Oh, like you ones, bid well, on them and they didn't well, happen? Well, or ones that I consulted with but never got a deposit for or they didn't pull the trigger yet. Um, huh. There are. Yeah, those are those are those are tough. I've got a bunch of those, too, that I like I, I got really I, attached to them doing the yeah. creative for them. And it's like, fuck, I wish I could have gotten I to get, do that project. I, I, I went and did the you know reconnaissance. I took the pictures. I yeah. traveled to it and they just. And I don't think it for me it, anyway, it's not like a. I'm not. I'm not resentful that they didn't pull the trigger on well, them. I'm just like, oh, it could have been. It could have. been. There's a bunch of those. I probably lose half my leads. Yeah. Because everyone loves art or public art, but not everyone wants to pay for it. Sure. And that, yeah, uh, that's the thing. Understandable. I get it. Understandable. Yeah. It's like people know they need it and know they want it, but but yeah. it's it, it hurts a lot of times. It's a fun but, fantasy yeah. to think about, and yeah. then when it comes down to paying that person to do it, not everybody wants to pay a certain amount and that's sure. okay. I mean, I get it. It's a priority type thing. So the um, lost projects keep you up at night thinking about them or is it not really? It's yeah. like in the top of my desktop and I, every now and then I open it up and I go, Oh, okay. 
maybe I should call that person. Well, what is it that, that you keep with you? The the creative part of it or the business part of it? Like, do you, what do you do mean? You keep, well, do you keep those ideas that you created for them and say, oh, I need to execute this somewhere else? Sometimes. You, sometimes yeah. I go, that'd be cooler over here. Yeah. Maybe somebody could comply with this thing. And like, so you've already done your research and yeah. like kind of like vague mock Hard part's done. Yeah. But um, there's a. There's a project on the south side. Now, the biggest mural that exists in Knoxville is the Market Square alleyway with the faces that that mm-hmm. other guy did from yeah, Seattle. $150,000 RFP. Yeah, yeah, but you can't see it. I've never seen it. it I mean, I, you I, didn't even I, know what I was talking. You gave I me did a blank stare. And, yeah. and, and I have walked by it and, oh, cool. It's just, it's not a welcoming place to go down. And it's, yeah. it's, it's pretty well done. Um, I don't, but it's, yeah, the location is terrible. Now, there's a project on the south side I'm trying to get in the spring, and uh, and we're working. I'm working with a, a, a property management group and a petroleum group. Hint, hint. If that tells you anything, on the south side, with those big tankers. I know. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. There's a river named after him around here, isn't there? Uh, yeah, I guess so. Uh, I'm, wait, I'm, I don't know if I'm picking up what you're putting. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Uh, well, anyways, there's there's some big uh, real estate space on these uh, tankers that uh, we're trying to come up with something nice to uh, give a shout out to the history of the South Side, and um, that will be the biggest visible visible mural you'll see. So it, I, th- nice. I think it'll outdo the Visit Knoxville mural by who. Oh, little i see a little bit less than double the size of visit Knox. wow i think yeah so that'll be fun yeah um and uh maybe maybe that would be one of those projects where by that time school maybe gets back in session or never happens and maybe i get a get a ut kid up there yeah or a team of them or team of them and (laughs) you know i go through all the osha requirements on the list because it's about you know 60 70 feet up wow. but uh um but covid requirements are a thing too i would look into that also oh really i mean yeah i mean people are asking for it clients are asking for like what are your covid guidelines yeah i guess like, when oh I, well i didn't really think of that yeah i guess when i work alone it doesn't really matter yeah but if i had somebody with a lift on you know i'd be like put on the harness and don't cough on me <laughs> like you know i don't know i it's interesting to see where this is going and like schools reopening i don't I don't know what to think, and we can all watch, read debates, and talk shit on social media about it. But it's it's in the back of my mind when I've gone out to public places mm-hmm. and uh, I see like a concentration of people. I'm like, come on! But yeah. then I'm also like, well, Knoxville's numbers weren't that high, yeah. But now there's an influx. Like I don't know what to think, and I don't get mad at people. Well, we talked about it last yeah. on the uh, on the last one. Like you're vocationally, professionally, you're like relatively untouched by it. You work by yourself. You work outside. You work with a respirator on all day long. Yeah. <laughs> so like, how does this, so how does if, this impact If anything, me? I'm just getting like, I got like a funky sunburn the other day because I was wearing a cutoff shirt. So now I have like this like red crescent around my arm. <laughs> like that's my biggest concern is like making sure I use proper sunscreen <laughs> and then, you know, picking out uh spray can boogers from my nose. Like, so, um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. Dude, I'm pumped to see what you keep cranking out. And I hope that we can work together on the project that we talked about yeah, we'll last see, week. We'll have to see what happens with those uh, property developments. And, yeah. 
you know, it's it's going to be a slow process, I think, for, for everyone that's doing something. Yeah. Um, it's just going to take time, and I hope everyone's hunkering down with the budget and taking care of themselves and their loved ones and, um, you know, making sure things are going to be okay. And So uh, some people, though, talking about budgets, some people have budgets that they uh, weren't able to spend the first half of this year, so hopefully some of that true. comes your way. But like I said, <laughs> I had... Uh, last week I had a meeting every day yeah um, up until Friday when we did the podcast right mm-hmm. so people people are chomping at the people bit people are for, thinking for, about it people are thinking about it and and, and the more ubiquitous your work becomes too like you know I mentioned I, I just saw your name around yeah. so many times that when we talked about doing a mural it well, was, arts I good, wouldn't have thought anybody else to call first art's a good visual me. escape and like you know I'm bummed out that like concerts are getting cancelled but mm-hmm. that's more of a crowd issue but yeah the live art is not going to be part of your stuff moving no. forward in I, the short term I had probably. A, a brewery a festival uh, it's called warm up beer festival I was going to paint a mini cooper yeah because uh, I had like Grayson was one of their sponsors that got cancelled um, the chalk walk got cancelled this mm-hmm. year they did like a virtual one where you just paint in your neighborhood. Um, and one more event got, even the Memphis thing, I'm going to go to Memphis this October and they go, we have COVID guidelines. Yeah. Like we, it's a thing. Yeah. It's a thing. And we don't want to get sued for anything. And yeah. so, you know, but you, it's, it's different in every city. And I just don't know. Uh, I just kind of take it in stride. I just, I'm just, I mean, I don't, I don't really know what to say. I don't have the answer for that. Yeah. Well, we got to move on. Yeah. It's going to move on. The world's going to move on. Yeah. And your stuff is going to be there. Yeah. Apocalypse or not. So yeah. hopefully. <laughs> your, your stuff might be some of the last stuff standing. <laughs> <laughs> that would be, man, that'd be so if See into the future. There's like just rubble and tank tracks everywhere and stuff and then you see like this rose hand mural thing yeah, or that's honeycomb a, it's or the like, last thing on one wall <laughs> in, the, in the midst of rubble like a tsunami comes through and you're like there's a koi fish wall over there what the hell <laughs> like what's going on you'd be like these people were weird did they worship this fish what do we need to we need to research this so um well, dude thank you so much for doing this again. I'm, I I feel like I, yeah. you know we may not have exhausted it completely, but I feel like we did a much better job this time there's, around. There's there's some leftover stuff I'm sure that we could you know goof off Ooh, about. We've always got part I just, three. I just feel sorry about your roof and that damn tree branch. <laughs> it's sounding so insensitive when it happened. God, <laughs> dude, your truck is fine. Don't yeah, worry. Yeah, <laughs> love that Tacoma. Uh, God. <laughs> That's, that's one takeaway from all this. After all this story, trips, dad, whatever, I made a dickhead statement about, no, is my truck no, okay? No. When you just had your like roof demolished by a 12-foot branch, broke its fall by a shrub, and then your wife comes out. What the hell's going on? The kids are waking up, and I'm sitting there like, oh, my Tacoma's okay. What a jerk. No. Jeez. But Curtis, you're a great dude. I'm, 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 glad, to, I'm glad to know you, man. I appreciate I'm glad you I met here. you, man. You, yeah. you're, you're onto something big here, and I've seen uh, for the people that are listening, go back to his um, previous podcast. You're gonna recognize a lot of names that were entrepreneurs just like me that started businesses and are still going, or maybe moved on to something else. But that's uh, just the shakers and the movers of Knoxville, and uh, I hope you keep uh, finding the uh, the quality interviews you're searching for, and. Uh, 
and I, th- I think you're. I think this could be a good household podcast of <laughs> of who's who of Knoxville. And when you see something cool uh, happen, hopefully they'll have uh, you know recorded history of them talking to you and shooting the breeze like we're doing right now, drinking beers out of a bucket. <laughs> so yeah, well, keep sending people my way. Absolutely, yeah. I got some people in mind. So thank um, you. Uh, but yeah, I, I really greatly appreciate. Uh, I appreciate you the time too. here and of course. thanks for bearing with me for part two <laughs> of course, and man. uh yeah man this is absolutely a blast dude yeah. i'm gonna give you a pound See, across yeah. the table oh, Boom. Pound it. there yeah. we go all right, all right. sweet talk so, to you soon all right take it easy man you too was it was that better was it worse i think it was uh the perfect uh the perfect sequel to our first chat I appreciate you guys listening in. Go to southofscruffy.com and get your merch. Go to patreon.com forward slash southofscruffy and support the podcast there. Uh, Instagram at southofscruffy. If you want to engage with us there, post some pictures of you with your merch. A lot of you guys have been doing that. I appreciate it a lot. Guys, thanks so much for listening. Keep it real. Love y'all. Roughhead Matt Honkinen. Play me out.